MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Friday, April 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A former University of Delaware athlete already serving a six-year prison sentence for sex offenses was sentenced Thursday to two and a half additional years behind bars for other sexual attacks on young women. 27-year-old Clay Conaway was sentenced in a southern Delaware courtroom more than a year after he pleaded guilty to third-degree rape and no contest on three counts of fourth-degree rape. He took plea agreements as he faced five counts of second-degree rape involving four separate women. Conway was sentenced to two years for third-degree rape, 90 days uh, each on two counts of fourth-degree rape and probation for the other fourth-degree rape charge. As part of the plea deal, prosecutors asked, uh, agreed to ask for no more than four additional years in prison. Had Conway been tried and convicted of second-degree rape, he faced a minimum mandatory sentence of 10 years in prison on each count. Conway was a former University of Delaware baseball player, and he was accused of sexually assaulting several women between 2013 and 2018. Wow. Yeah, crazy. 24-year-old man who officials say is part of a broad retail theft ring uh, with his father was arrested in Philadelphia on Wednesday. Jameer Mitchell was arrested on multiple outstanding warrants, including one dating back to 2018. Jameer's father, 42-year-old Jamal Mitchell, is still wanted by police. Yeah, it's wrong, but I know so many parents are looking for things to do with their kids. (laughs) Well, I would imagine that the defense attorney will say it was a bonding experience. Yeah. There's yeah. merit there. Let's There's merit. And at the future of our <laughs> children. For stuff to do with their kids. Yeah. <laughs> Authorities say the duo, along with uh, other other yet-to-be-identified accomplices, stole $1,000 in electronics from Walmart in Tilden Township. Police say they had a black Jeep Cherokee parked outside the store waiting for the pair to escape. Store employees said that they tried to stop the thieves, but they pulled fi- a firearm on her and threatened to kill her. Okay, Kathy, you, you and your mom are going to go rob a store, a department <laughs> store. Where do you go and where does she go first in the department store? In the department? Oh. I'm figuring Target. Oh, uh, no, my, get, wait. This just in. Um, my mom doesn't like Target. What? I know. She, oh my my mom well, does not shop is she at even Target. Your mother? Wow. Right? Have, have you tried robbing one together? <laughs> we have That not. could bring well, you closer. Yeah. Well, what would Janice, I, where would Janice Joplin go? <laughs> That's what I'm going to say is Janice probably <laughs> would have been tar- a fan. She would have loved Target. Target. She yep. would have Yet loved another it. evidence. Your best guess, where would Janice Joplin break to first inside of Target, Preston? That's a good point. I, I don't know. They do have a pharmacy. There's no, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah, there's yeah. no liquor locally at our Target's place. Right. Right. Steve, I do remember uh, this little bunny rabbit. They had a pink. I remember it to this day. I was so little. They had a pink bunny rabbit and a blue bunny rabbit at Macy's at the Oxford Valley Mall. Yeah. And the bunny had like a little um, thumb sticking up and, and it could suck on its thumb. And you could oh, put, put like it a manchichi almost. And, yeah. And take it out. And I wanted it so bad. And my mom was like, nope, you're not getting anything. We're just stopping here real quick. No, 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 no. And so but she said, we got out to the car and, and I pulled it out of my pocket. And I was like, look what I bought. You stole it? <laughs> She Look what like, I bought. We're going back in and wow. you're giving it back. That's oh funny. <laughs> well, that's the first indicator that you could be a potential so felon. We yeah. could really start probably okay. with that. <laughs> that's thing. great. Uh, the same group hit the same store years prior in 2018 and $10,000 worth of Apple products were stolen then. Authorities believe the same group is responsible for targeting close to 60 Walmarts and Sam Club, Sam's Clubs in New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. In 2018 in Bucks County, Hilltown Township Police said the Walmart on Bethlehem 
Bethlehem Pike was robbed of $15,000 of Apple and Samsung products by the same group. Uh, the group is using the Jeep as an escape vehicle. There are two registration plate numbers on the car, one from New Jersey and another from Delaware. The suspects will continuously swap out the registration on the vehicle to avoid apprehension and or identification, police say. If anyone has information as to the location or identity of the unknown male, the third suspect, or the location of Jamal Mitchell, please contact the Tilden Township Police Department. I mentioned this quickly yesterday, and it's so important that I'm going to bring it up again today, uh, but the Bed Bath & Beyond coupons, they <laughs> are being accepted at two other retailers. All right. Okay? So after filing for bankruptcy, the Bed Bath & Beyond has stopped accepting its iconic blue coupons, uh, but don't throw them away yet. When the real retailer launched its closing sales on Wednesday, most stores stopped accepting those coupons that were a staple of the company's marketing program for decades. But at least two other retail chains are stepping in, saying customers can bring their Bed Bath & Beyond coupons for discounts at their stores. There was a li- literally a point where we are getting so many of those coupons that I kind of just leave a, a couple of them on the table for note writing. Because there was just so many of them. It was just like a scratch pad, you Wait, know? When I hit a guy's car in Phoenixville years ago, I had nothing in my car, and I wrote him the note on the Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. I was like, I'm so sorry. I hit your car. Here's my number. You're very handy. And use this coupon. Yeah. It's just the same guy who, who called you, and he was like, I have your phone number, so you can't go anywhere. And you're like, I know. I gave it to you, you idiot. <laughs> the discount chain, Big By the way, I bought some towels. <laughs> I've got towels. Thank for you. Thank you. I Thank you for the lovely bath towels. Bath towels. <laughs> the discount chain, Big Lots, said it will accept Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh. Yeah, Big Lots will accept the coupons, even expired Case ones. We go to Big Lots all the time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Case, added source, but only through May 7th. So you have to use those. Only through May 7th. Only oh, wow. through May 7th, okay. okay. A week. Shoppers who bring the coupons will receive 20% off their entire purchase of $50 or more. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Excellent. Ohio-based Big Lots operates more than 1,400 stores across the country. And then yesterday I mentioned this. The Container Store said it will accept the competitor's blue coupon for a 20% discount off a single item. What do they sell there? <laughs> Lots. <laughs> no, the I Container Store. <laughs> the offer uh, is... You know what, though? I... The container store is very expensive, uh, so I may take them up on this and bring my Bed Bath & Beyond coupons there because they do have great stuff. It's just pretty expensive. Uh, the container store, based in Texas, operates more than 95 stores in 33 uh, states, and they're using, they say you can bring the coupons in, uh, and it will be valid through May 31st. When I walk in stores. there, Kathy, I get so excited, I can hardly contain myself. <laughs> Friday. Bed Bath & Beyond announced it was filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection and is winding down 360 remaining stores in addition to 120 Bye Bye Baby locations. This is an important question, yeah. but uh, do you say coupon or coupon? Coupon. Coupon. Coo. Okay, coupon. Do you ever say coupon? I say coupon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, coupon. do I? It's like Caribbean and Caribbean. I, I do say both. I don't I, know which one I feel. Do you say Caribbean coupon? Yeah, I do. I have a I'm like, bath. I got 50% Caribbean here. I'm trying to put it in a context case. If I have a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. So I, yeah, I say you coupon. say coupon. coupon. Yeah, yeah, all right. So I, I, lied, I lied earlier. I'm sorry. You're I would a liar. Assume... I stole from Macy. You guys say 10 Hail Marys. I think the people who say coupon probably say nuclear, too. Nuclear. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. The chain employs about 14,000 workers, down from 32,000 last year. The company's gift cards and certificates will be accepted through May 8th. Returns and exchanges will be accepted through May 24th. Wait a minute. Somebody is see legitimacy of this. It says uh, a couple of texters said Boscovs might be taking those. What? Too. What? 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 
add your Boscov bucks to your Bed Bath & Beyond discount. I mean, it's, I'm a Boscovs fan. I am they're too. Smart. Yeah. They're just getting, you know what I mean, to get yeah. people to come into their store, use those totally. coupons. Yeah. They, they should do it. According to DelmarvaNow.com, that is accurate. <laughs> DelmarvaNow.com. Yes. All right. Okay. That's my second stop after BustyAsians.com. <laughs> You know what? Boscovs has some good uh, holiday decorations. Like at, at any holiday, they they have some pretty good stuff. Kathy, our Christmas tree, uh, our artificial Christmas tree, from came there? from Boscovs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll have you know the Mark Anthony collection is uh, <laughs> yeah. Boscovs. And also, if you want to get non-ironic, ugly Christmas sweaters, the old lady section at Boscovs. <laughs> okay, is all right. By the yeah, way, yeah, let's legit. forget all my old lady bras. This morning, it's gonna be a good morning. There, I yeah. have been meaning to compliment you on your Thank old lady you. bras. Steve. I like them. Well done. They're I not didn't, ironic. I didn't know that Boscovs was your secret. <laughs> <laughs> all right, in sports this morning. <laughs> At the NFL draft, the Eagles traded up with the Chicago Bears for the ninth overall pick and selected Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. The Eagles sent the 10th overall pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick to the Bears for the number nine pick. The Bears selected Tennessee offensive tackle Darnell Wright with the number 10 pick. With the number 30 pick, the Eagles picked outside linebacker Nolan Smith, Carter's teammate at Georgia. <laughs> the Phillies beat the Seattle Mariners 1-0 yesterday yeah. afternoon at the ball. Those are Casey's hands you're hearing, by the way. Just a heads up. Cody Clemens hit an RBI single to right. Matt Strams, a pitch scoreless ball into the sixth inning. And with the win, the Phillies moved to 500 right. for the first time this season. <laughs> this weekend, the Phillies will be in a World Series rematch with uh, the Astros in Houston. Aaron Nola will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 8-10. Last night in the NBA, Boston Celtics beat the Hawks 128-120 in Atlanta. 36-year-old Al Horford hit a late three-pointer to lead the Celtics past the Hawks for a 4-2 triumph in the opening round playoff series. The Celtics will host the Sixers in the second round, which will begin with Game 1 on Monday night in Boston. And in the NHL playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Maple Leafs 4-2 in Toronto. The Leafs lead the series 3-2 in Game 6 is in Tampa Bay tomorrow night. The Devils shut out the New York Rangers 4-0. The Devils now lead that series 3 games to 2 in Game 6 is at Madison Square Garden tomorrow night. And in the Western Conference, the Golden Knights finished off the Winnipeg Jets winning 4 Four one in Las Vegas and taking that series in five games, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Friends, I hope you're ready for a whole lot today because that's what we got you on a Friday morning, and that is the way we like it. Real quick, I'd like to do a uh, a butt plug, if you will. Yeah, uh, I received this uh, like a week or two ago, and I wanted to thank uh, Famous Fourth Street Cookie Company. Yes, uh, for sending over some cookies, and they are going to celebrate. I did not know this, but on uh, April. April 30th, it's National Oatmeal Cookie Day. <laughs> and uh, 4th Street Cookie Company at Reading Terminal Market is going to offer $1 oatmeal cookies and celebrate uh, National Oatmeal Cookie Day and World Wish Day. And they uh, the exclusive oatmeal Make-A-Wish cookie is available. So they are going to directly support the Make-A-Wish Foundation. 100% I love that. of the sales are going to be donated to Make-A-Wish, which and we love. The so. cookies they sent were phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I tell you what, man, I know... 
I know that uh, chocolate chip gets his good, the big spotlight, but man, you get a good oatmeal cookie. I'm saying. Well, <laughs> just saying, bro. Just saying. No, they, uh, and they have a good oatmeal mm. cookie. Mm-mm-mm. So tomorrow is Make-A-Wish's 43rd birthday, wow. and uh, there's a page up on PrestonandSteve.com. Um, they've asked me to be a part of it, and they've set up a page in honor of the Preston and Steve show, which is pretty cool. So you can make a donation on behalf of our show, Aww. and um, it, 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 that, was, that was the reason why they sent those cookies over. So the campaign runs until the end of May, uh, but they're really kicking it off tomorrow. And so go to uh, PrestonandSteve.com, click on the community events section. You'll see it. It's right there. Make-A-Wish Heroes campaign. I'm going to do it. They've yeah. done, so they've done yeah. some awesome things re- recently. They took a, this kid from Philadelphia and got to go down to uh, to um, uh, Orlando and meet up with Pedro Pascal, yeah. and it was <laughs> oh, so yeah. freaking adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and so they just... Make-A-Wish is an incredible organization. I can't say enough great things. And so, uh, yeah, go to PrestonandSteve.com and, and uh, make a donation if you can this weekend. I actually got choked up in the draft last night. They uh, had a kid do the... I saw. Uh, yeah, the, he, he did the, uh, the the draft selection oh, for the really? Jets. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And you know what? He was great. He was. <laughs> he was excellent. Great. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. So, uh, Make-A-Wish, yes, please do that. You can go to PrestonandSteve.com. <clears throat> is it on the, the front page, Nick, or the events I'll, I'll move it to the front page. Okay. So, uh, community section, uh, community events section, and it'll be on the front page as well. All right. We got our Word of the Week prize giveaway, four-pack, three-day weekend tickets, and meet and greet with Papa Roach for the Bamboozle Festival. We'll do that at the end of the show, and that's coming up the 5th through the 7th of May. Um, we also have lots of money and tickets to give away. We have concert cash, $1,000, and MMRBQ tickets at 8 and 10 a.m. on our show alone. We got a couple of guests on the program. Uh, our buddy Joe Manarese is going to be at City Winery tomorrow night, so we're going to do a quick uh, chat with him uh, around eight o'clock or so. And uh, early morning guests. We usually don't have a seven o'clock hour guest, but Michael Rapaport is going to be performing at uh, Helium Comedy Club, so he's going to stop in. We'll chat with him for a few minutes. Yeah, it's cool about Michael. He always comes in, comes into the studio to promote his stuff. Most yeah, definitely, which is really cool. And I'm sure he's going to talk about the draft because <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a huge <laughs> yep. all around sports fan. So I'm sure he'll lives in that. Man. Uh, also, you know what? I'm going to give some away yeah. now. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. We have a screening of this, an advance screening on Wednesday. It's at 7 o'clock at the Regal Warrington. And Casey's going to host this. And we'll take callers uh, 8, 9, and 10 right now. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, the movie doesn't open the thea- in theaters until May 5th. And you can also text the word GALAXY to 39333. We'll send you a link, and you'll have another chance to win passes that way. Uh, and if you don't win passes for our advanced screening, you can also visit Rothman Roller Rink in Dilworth Park next Wednesday, May 3rd uh, from 4 to 6 p.m. There's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy-themed skate taking place. I like that. Which is pretty cool. I wonder if there's a roller skating. Roller skates, yeah. I wonder, no, but I'm wondering oh. if there's a roller skating scene in, the in Guardians of the Galaxy, which I wouldn't doubt because they do all kinds of yeah. funky throwback yeah. stuff in that series. So we'll have to find out. All right. We will take a break. I actually, I got a text her. Uh, somebody asked a question. Is Kathy going to report on uh, Bam Margera in the news or are you guys not touching that? No, Kathy and I kind of, we have a quick conversation before the show sometimes. She's like, are you going to put this in entertainment news? <laughs> Would you like me to do it in news? So I'm going to handle the Bam stuff in entertainment news coming up in just a little bit because he did indeed turn himself in yesterday. Right, right. And we have some of the details coming up on that. Um I very rarely request a song. I'm going to play it next. Are you going to play that next? Well, I, feel, I feel like hearing a song next. So right. What you hear next musically will be directly from me. So we'll come back in a second and we'll dive into it all. Hang out. We'll be right back. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. 
Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to do the stupid question. I'm going to give away a pair of tickets to see Sarah Silverman uh, next Thursday, the 4th, at uh, the Met. And the question, this is an interesting one. I had no idea. Who invented the color wheel? Who invented the color wheel? Yeah, and it's a name you guys know for sure. Uh, are they related to the baby wheel? No, they're not. Okay. 215-263-WMMR. Take a spin on the old baby wheel. <laughs> we had a baby wheel for a while, didn't As we? As Jim Jackson once said uh, in, a, in a Flyers game, we did used to have a baby wheel somewhere. All right, so who invented the color wheel? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, today is the 28th day. Of April, I mentioned some birthdays today. Jessica Alba turns a year older. She is 42 years old. And I believe she's on the edge of or in the Billionaires Club. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's From her, she has a, uh, a line of baby products yeah, that are... Right, supposed to be very safe and pure. She had a little bit of a, an issue because one of them apparently snapped babies' heads off occasionally. No, but no, that's something. It. Wow, <laughs> I, remember, I remember the first thing I saw her in was uh, "Never Been Kissed." She yes. played one of the uppity uh, girls at the high school, and I remember going, "That one right there is super duper attractive." Do you remember at Y one hundred? We had a like a door sized poster of uh, "Ain't Dark Angel." I think was her show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was produced by James Cameron. Yeah, and it was like mm-hmm. she came by one day. When yes, she, and she was nice. Uh, she's forty two today. Jorge Garcia, ah! Her- Hurley from Lost, uh, and a big birthday for him. He is fifty years old. Uh, great, lovable character. Very Every, funny. Everybody. He was a fan favorite for sure. Of that Absolutely. Show. He was on Hawaii Five-0 for a while. I wonder if he's still on the island of Hawaii. Yeah, because I think he, like a few other people, decided Especially. to call that home for a while. Good question. Penelope Cruz. Uh, she is Spanish, I believe, right? She's uh, from yes. Spain. Yes, perhaps Barcelona. Uh, yeah, she was in, in fact, she was in Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Which, by the way... He's horrible. Is it? I've never yeah, seen no, It's a well-made movie, but it's boring. Ah, well. Uh, boring! She's also in Blow and uh, Vanilla uh, Sky and a few other things. She's 49 today. Uh, the great Anne Margaret mm-hmm. turns a year older. That was one of my early crushes. One of the most beautiful redheads ever. The opening sequence of Bye Bye Birdie uh, is definitely uh, something yes. to uh, behold. Yeah, I forgot. We were watching a movie, uh, my youngest and I, and, and it was... One that uh, a more recent movie, and she's in her eighties. Yeah, and I go, 
You want to see what that gal looked like when she was, you know, in her younger 20s? And I pulled up a picture and she was like, whoa. Or in Viva yeah, Las Vegas. You see yeah. her in her prime. Elvis was gorgeous. super hot for her. Dude, she was hot and grumpy old men. Yeah, yeah. she was. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine admitting that. I found yeah. her really attractive in that movie. She might single-handedly be the one responsible for me pushing my age back. <laughs> yeah. I, because at 82, yes, I would. Yeah, she's 82. Your age range? Yeah. Uh, Jay Leno. Uh, has a birthday today. Yeah, he's 73 years old. Had two um, accidents. He had the, the a fire uh, explode up into his face. He's working on a car engine, and then he was in a car crash, right? Yeah, yeah something like that. I, I forgot what, you know, this happens. I forgot what the second one was, but yeah. I was in a fuel truck, and it went over a cliff. He needs to roll it back a little <laughs> bit. Uh, so, Chuck Lavelle, a keyboardist, has played with the biggest of the bigs. Rolling Stones, Eric Clapton, the Almond. Right, right oh, come on. <laughs> Is that supposed to be chocolate Bell? Mm, no, it's not. It's... <laughs> uh, I, I, why, why is this in the beginning of this so song? So it says uh, she's a rainbow from the Rolling Stones. Is this the intro to she's a rainbow? I, is it? What is this? Uh, I, I, I can't be she's a rainbow. It, there it is. It is. Are you I kidding guess, me? I guess off the album, off yeah. the album track, they they probably now I I don't go and listen to Stones albums in entirety. Uh, so I didn't know that that has that little intro at the beginning. Kidding? Can we see what that? If that's the original version, I've all the years I've heard this song, I didn't realize that was an intro. Probably heard it on the radio, yeah. or uh, you know, single edits. But um... <laughs> you know what would suck is that if that wasn't him on the keyboards for that song, <laughs> and we went through all this for that. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he is uh, seventy-one today, by the way. Uh, Elizabeth Rom, very beautiful actress. Uh, she was on One Life to Live and played Dorothy Hayes there. Uh, she was on Angel and Law and Order and this and that. She, and she is 50 years old today. There should be a show called This and That. This, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Paul Guilfoyle, who played uh, Jim Brass on CSI. He was like the uh, the police chief. Uh, he is 74 today. And then the last birthday I saw, uh, lovely gal. She's lovely a, gal. Uh, Bridget Moynihan. Bridget Moynihan, very lovely. She loves us. Uh, we are a fan of hers. And she's a fan of the Preston Steve show. Yeah, she retweeted uh, some info about our Camp Out for Hunger one year. So and... the question is, that now that uh, Tom Brady is off and uh, single again, do you mm. think that they'll uh, hook up again, Preston? No, I do not. Not a shot in the world? No. I mm. think he's a twerp. And I think she's too good for him. <laughs> what about Nelly Furtado? Uh, maybe. Maybe this is she has. Uh, but they have a son together. So, uh, she's, Nelly Furtado and Tom Brady? Uh, yeah. No. no. Uh, Bridget Moynihan oh. and Tom Brady do. Uh, she is uh, 52 years old today. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Who invented the color wheel? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Josh and see if he's got the answer. Yo, Josh, Good morning. Good morning. Hi, buds. Who invented the color wheel? Sir Isaac Newton. That is correct. I did not know that. Yes. I did not know that. Sir Isaac Newton. Never knew that. Uh, So hang on, Josh. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Sarah Silverman Thursday, May 4th at the Met in Philadelphia. You can get tickets via Ticketmaster and complete details at WMMR.com. Does do they explain what prompted the, the invention of it? Was he painting his home and needed something to bring to the uh, Home and Depot? Where I got the trivia question from, there's no explanation, but I'm sure there's yeah. an explanation. Right. But we'll have to dig it up other time. Because I got other things you got to talk about. Uh, this was breaking news late in the show yesterday. And maybe you've heard by now, but Jerry Springer died. He was 79 years old. 
um, and he passed away at his home just outside of Chicago. His uh, cause of death was, they're saying now, pancreatic cancer. Oh, wow. man. And it was a... Uh, God damn. They, ca- they initially called it a short illness, and uh, sure enough, it was pancreatic cancer, which well, is uh, horrible to hear. We were kind of talking yesterday, Kathy, and if <laughs> if you're going to have to go, and, and we all will... Um, from you know that that's a short time from being diagnosed to passing away. Yeah, well, he, he didn't have a protracted illness, mm. you know, that took a long time. A spokesperson for the family said in a statement, Jerry's ability to connect with people was at the heart of his success in everything he tried, whether it was politics, broadcasting, or just joking with people on the street who wanted a photo or a word. His He's irreplaceable, and his loss hurts immensely, but memories of his intellect, heart, and humor will live on. So, yeah, Jerry. Uh, his famous show uh, ran for nearly three decades, yeah. from 1991 <laughs> to 2018. Following that, he hosted the courtroom show Judge Jerry from uh, 2019 to 2022 before making his final TV appearance, which was on The Masked Singer in October of last year. So he worked up till the very end. Yeah. Um, talk show host Maury Povich, uh, Lonnie Love, and Steve Wilkos all paid tribute to him on social media yesterday. Well, Wilkos was his in-studio security. Yes, he was. Wilkos, who played the security guard on the Jerry Springer show, wrote, Other than my father, Jerry was the most influential man in my life. Everything I have today, I owe to Jerry. He was the smartest, most generous, kindest person I've ever known. My wife and I are devastated, and we will miss him terribly. That's sad. Yeah. But, yeah, Steve Wilkos has Jerry to thank for everything that came his way. He's doing yeah. the Jerry Springer show. That's yeah. what he's yeah. doing. And You're the right. thing with Springer, which I was always pretty cool, is that he was the first to mock himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, He absolutely. knew everything, that, that it was crazy that yeah. any of it was successful. Yeah. And uh, in, in the times that we had him on, he was yeah. clearly about that. He's like, oh, my God, it was a train wreck. Come on. <laughs> of course. Of course it was. Yeah. So sad news, but uh, the end of an of an era. He, he he really did create his own thing. Do you remember those, Steve? There, uh, um, Morton Downey Jr. Morton yeah. Downey. So there's a <laughs> kind of was a little bit of a playbook for that type of thing, but that was not. He, he was a little bit more of a blowhard. Definitely, Jerry took a different approach, but he still had incendiary guests on. Right. Well, Morton Downey Jr. was like a very aggressive and yeah. very almost um, a culty. Mm-hmm. And, and the the audience was like like a, a lit match. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there was an element of fun to Springer's deal, you know. Yeah, agree. There's a great documentary on Morton Downey Jr. Preston about the whole creation of that character that he becomes. Yeah, and uh, and after that, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so here's the BAM news. Yesterday, uh, three days after Pennsylvania State Police issued a warrant for his arrest, BAM Margera turned himself in. He faces criminal charges for allegedly punching his brother, Jess Margera, in the face, threatening family members. Uh, and I said this yesterday. I'll reiterate it again today. But uh, on Twitter, Jess had written on Wednesday, uh, BAM really is the sweetest guy when he isn't messed up. But uh, since his meth habit... He's unrecognizable, and I really don't know what he's capable of, seeing him screaming at a person that wasn't there, hallucinating. Uh, It's really scary and heartbreaking. So, Bam addressed his brother's tweets in an Instagram post shared yesterday, and here's what Bam had to say. He said, I just got out of the courthouse with my lawyers. Everything went great, and the false accusations of what my brother says are not true, and he will be sued for defamation as well as being evicted from Castle Bam sooner than later. He wrote, the reason this happened is because I read his phone saying that he wants me back in California and he wants to find a way to 302 me, which is a psych hold. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote, F him. So 
when I first saw this story yesterday, I was hoping that Bam would have issued a statement that said, yeah, yeah, I yeah. need to, you mm-hmm. know, I need to reel it in. I'm yeah. going to do my best. And no. No. He's, um, he still doesn't see it. Well, again, Shame. so I stand by. It's no, no facility, no, you know, Malibu-based rehab facility is going to be able to correct this. It's going to need to be something really, really, really austere, like jail, uh, that that'll help him because um, he, he's on. He's right on the edge. He he could kill someone, yep. and the likelihood that he himself could end up dead is is yeah, terrifying. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and because uh, he is a good guy. I was hoping you know it would go the other way, but he's he's standing his ground and still doesn't see it. Yeah, still does not see it. That it's the the problem comes back to him. Yeah. So all right, you think, well, he, you think he is a good guy, or do you think he was a good guy? I think. I, you know, what, I, I think yeah. he is. I, I think I, there's I, a good guy in there. Yeah, yeah when, when you have an issue like that, it's yeah. like they they became become not good people, but that's not originally who they were. They're sick. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll see what else. Uh, I have some other stories that we do need to get to. A judge granted John of the Majors alleged victim a full restraining order yesterday ahead of the May 9th court date when the Creed Three actor will face assault and harassment charges. Uh, the district attorney's office said in a statement today, a judge granted a full temporary order of protection to the victim per the people's request and with the consent of defense counsel. Do you think that uh, in, in the way the laws are written, they should be allowed to address anybody who's up before uh, a judge as the most popular character they're playing? So, in other words, to refer to him as Kang. Okay. Moving forward. I don't see that yeah. that's going to really... It wouldn't be a problem. It wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. A full temporary order means that majors cannot have any contact with the victim until the next court date. Uh, his attorney said in a statement, this is a standard in such cases as this, and we can uh, we consented because Mr. Majors wants nothing to do with the woman who assaulted him. I can't, I'm says. trying to get a handle on how this might turn out mm-hmm. because now apparently other women have come forward, yeah. but they've got a crap load invested in him marvel does for the future mm-hmm. uh it looks like there won't be any shortage of drama in the third season of the kardashians in the trailer which dropped yesterday ah! it shows kim breaking into tears following her breakup with pete davidson as she navigates her divorce from kanye thank you uh when chloe asks kim if she's okay she says no are I'm, you okay i'm not okay oh. i'm having such a hard day today. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, later, Kim comments on West's social media tirade. She says he has made up the most insane narrative. <laughs> uh, she says we stay silent throughout all the lies for my kids. You have uh, to. So one has to wonder, is actual life uh, executed in favor of content for the show? <laughs> or is the show actually recording life? Mm-hmm. Other storylines include Chloe struggling with a melanoma scare and telling Scott Disick that Tristan Thompson has no chances left. Meanwhile, Courtney accused Kim of using her wedding as a, quote, business opportunity. No, they'd never do that. Uh, season three premieres on Hulu May 25th, by the way. Can I believe it? Uh, I have a clip to play. Yes, we do have it to play along with this. So, uh, according to People Magazine, Angelina Jolie and her son Maddox attended a state dinner at the White House on Wednesday. At the dinner, President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden celebrated the 70th anniversary of the U.S. ROK alliance with South Korean President uh, Yoon Suk-yul and First Lady Kim Kin-hee. And a source told the outlet, uh, Asia America, relations are important to Angelina's family. 
Uh, she and the children have had close ties to the region, including South Korea, for many years. Matt, right. Maddox studied at uh, Yonsei University in Seoul. Angelina has visited, visited South Korea many times uh, for her humanitarian and refugee advocacy over the past two decades. And as, as an artist, Anne, Angelina and Maddox are honored to attend the state dinner. Now, while there... Uh, they found out that um, the president, uh, South Korean president uh, Yoon Suk-yul, is a huge fan of the song American Pie by Don McLean. Yeah. And they kind of nudged him to sing a little bit. And he sounds He sang really, more than a little bit. He sounds really good. Yeah, he's not bad. So here's a clip of him. And he, you know, he doesn't speak perfect English, no. but he sings fairly well. Here we go. A long, long time ago. guitar from Don mm-hmm. McLean as a gift. I thought that was really cool. This reminds me of the time that Madeleine Albright went to Moscow yeah. and sang the entire rock opera Tommy. Um, yeah. You know. Just, uh, it was amazing. It was Chris, wonderful. can you get the audio from that? Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, I will say, I uh, that song is totally in my range. I can crush it, except for there are too many lyrics and my voice gets tired well, by the, verse number two. The full wow. version. By the yeah. way, there's a great documentary that is <laughs> basically about that song, the entire song. Song, mm-hmm. What it means to uh, so many people. There is, you know, a, a tribute to the site uh, where uh, the the plane crash took place with Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. And, yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's a crazy uh, documentary, and the the lasting impact of that song. So Casey, does its length make it a bad karaoke song? Um, yes. If yeah. you're in yeah. the audience, it's a great song, right. but it is too long for an amateur singer yeah. to tackle at a bar. Okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Now, if it's maybe late. And everybody sings along with that. Yeah, yeah. That could be it. Are we talking the radio edit or the full version? No, the full version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The full version, most definitely. The ra- screw the radio edit. Kiss my ass. Yeah. yeah. You suck. Go straight to hell. All right. Uh, I think we have another clip of this uh, from yesterday. Uh, on Wednesday, Disney released new character posters and a new teaser for the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. Uh, while people are undoubtedly excited about the forthcoming film, some fans can't get over the new flounder. And according to the New York Post, Twitter users commented on how skinny the live-action flounder is, uh, comparing him to Steve Buscemi oh my God. and joking that they put him on Ozempic. Now, I have not seen the pictures, and I cannot comment on that. I do it not It looks know. more flounderish. Like a real flounder. Flounders right, are very right, flat in right. real life. So, so, um, and, and, but the whole, it's a live-action remake yeah. of an animated movie. Yeah. So... Expected to look a little bit more real, yeah. But you know, fish are not especially evocative. You know, 
So that's what it is. But it's, it's not. A, it's, it's a freaking it's a cartoon. It's a, it's, a, it's a cartoon. It's a fish. Who cares? Come on, let alone. Why so do we, people get their panties in a bunch about a freaking cartoon? So we have a clip of. Uh, uh, Haley Bailey, B- Haley Bailey, is that how you say yeah. your name? Haley Bailey, you want, want me to play it on this line? I have the a, a version you may not have. Right? Oh, sure, go ahead. <laughs> That's the good version. So you can tell she's professionally trained. Up where they yes. Walk, up where they run, up where they stay, up there in the sun. Oh yes. Wandering free, feeling it. Wish I could be part of that world. I wanted to be a mermaid when that movie came out. <laughs> All right, let me play this clip. Here we go. You Shut the up. We have the actual clip. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah, here yeah. we go. Flipping your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping Yeah, she right? does. Kathy, is she, she up does. to your level, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she up to your level. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Casey? <laughs> I would say this. Um, you know, uh, they're they're remaking these things and, and um, keep hitting the same material. If it's good, I'm fine with it. If yeah. it's not, I won't be. But I, like, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I don't think we need it. Uh, on the off chance that, that they knock it out of the park and it's even better, I hope that happens. But Beauty if and the not, Beast. You know. and I the love band. the live action Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So the, the like, but Mulan came out what like six years ago. Yeah. And they're doing a live action Mulan. It's like, okay. Well, that's the problem. They have make it good. To, they, they they have to make it good. This was such a yeah. good movie. And when you're, you know, like yeah. with Flounder, it doesn't look the same. So people are freaking out. Yeah, they Mulan should have Flounder the... from Animal House. They should. And pent up. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> but Mulan was a long time ago. I think I feel Actually, like Mulan yeah, was, was like twenty years ago. Oh, well, what are realized. they remaking that they just released? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. They're remaking everything. Remember they they had a little misstep with uh, Aladdin, right? That that uh, was that sucked. was canned pretty hard. Yeah. I, I didn't see it. Do you know what? Yeah. Also, it had a it had a bit of that uncanny valley going on. So the, Mulan, the live action, came out in 2020, uh, and Mulan, the animated, came out in 1998. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's see. A couple other things before we get to clips. Let's uh, talk about some potential sequels and new projects. Uh, Vince Vaughn is set to return in a sequel to the 2004 hit comedy uh, Dodgeball. (laughs) Dodgeball. Which is in early development at uh, 20th Century Studios, according to an insider. The key is, is Ben Stiller going to be back? I don't know. They have not indicated yet. But the screenwriter is someone named Jordan Vendina uh, and is set to write the script to the follow-up. And um, according to Deadline, which first reported the news, all that's known about the sequel in terms of plot is that it will continue the story of Vaughn's prize-winning gym owner. That's it. That's all we know. So, uh, Vandina, by the way, has previously collaborated with uh, Vaughn serving as the writer and associate producer for the 2020 comedy The Binge, which I didn't see. I don't really know it. No. Um, later writing, directing, and executive producing the holiday sequel, It's a Wonderful Binge. 
Uh, both films are now streaming on Hulu, by the way. So this is why Dodgeball was a hit because it, it, when it came out, it first off, you know, we we were we had a, a dodgeball team that we were taking around, but yeah, um, it, it sort of reminded everyone of those great '80s uh, comedies, those yeah. kind of junk food comedies that are, they're just meant to be stupid. Yep. And it was great. Yeah. We'll see if that uh, can recreate that, capture that magic again. Netflix announced that season six of Black Mirror will air in June. And the new episodes are being billed as, quote, the most unpredictable, unclassifiable, and unexpected season. Uh, The streamer also released uh, the teaser trailer. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, But it teases more dystopian adventures that serve as nightmare fuel for fans. Uh, Black Mirror has been known to feature a large ensemble of actors uh, per season, and the standouts this coming season, I believe, uh, will be uh, Aaron Paul, Kate Mara, uh, Selma Hayek, uh, Michael Sarah, Josh, Josh Hartnett, uh, to name a few. Like, a whole lot of people are on board. For you this. know, the thing about Black Mirror is that it has a, uh, a, a singular ability to leave you feeling... Weird after watching, oh, like yes. frightened and paranoid, and I for mean, real, they just, because it's all keys off modern tech, you yep. know, and and the world that we're living in. And you're you you'll finish an episode and say that's not too far from what we have right now. Well, and now that we're starting to get a taste for AI, AI yeah, yeah, and and they've already you know touched on AI on several occasions in in uh, subsequent seasons, but. Uh, they're really now we're going to have an even uh, more tangible thing to hold on to. What's what's watching this? What do you think is the most disturbing episode? Of well, the I think seasons? you and I agree that Metalhead, Metalhead. Was, was unbelievable, and, and it's an atypical episode. Yeah, you, it's a, you know, but it's uh, Metalhead. Uh, there was one scare called, the f out of you. There was one called White Bear that I really liked a lot. Yeah, it's the one where the uh, the uh, metallic hornets fly up the people's noses. That was <sighs> that was the longest one episode. That was a two hour long episode, and I don't remember the name of it. But the girl that is the uh, the the gal that's the voice of Merida. Uh, in uh, yes. Brave, yeah, yeah, yeah. stars in that, and I love that episode. Yeah. That's fantastic too. Uh, yeah, the post-apocalyptic ones uh, to me aren't as terrifying because uh, they're a little uh, broken from reality. From reality, uh, I mean, it could happen, especially when sure. we see Boston Dynamics and stuff like that. But that's exactly it. The with the I don't know. Like I think the ones that are just like uh, a little bit more eerie. You know, the ones where like uh, you can like. Uh, uh, that like people who have died in your life. Oh, okay. You can, yeah. You know, right. like, or but people, that we have that as well. I, yeah. I mean, so sort of. We're yeah. we're all around it. So the creator, writer, executive producer of uh, Black Mirror, uh, Charlie Brooker said, "I've always felt Black Mirror should feature stories that are entirely distinct from one another and keep surprising people and myself, or else what's the point?" Uh, he said, "It should be a series that can't be easily defined." And can keep reinventing itself, which is kind of what they've achieved so far. So I didn't the, the last season. I thought was yeah. not as good. And there was only three episodes. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. weird. The one with Miley Cyrus, I didn't like. Uh, yeah. The one with uh, I, I did like the one with uh, Anthony Mackie. Me too. That was really good. That was um, wild. But I forgot what the other one was. I but don't even yeah, they need, the hopefully episode. hopefully they're going to have a good six or seven. Uh, episode run in June. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, also, Lionsgate just released a trailer for the Hunger Games prequel movie oh. called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. The Peckish Games. And it uh, promises to be a star-studded return to the land of Pan Am. Uh, the Ballad of Songs- Songbirds and Snakes takes place 64 years before the events of the main series. Instead of featuring Katniss Everdeen, this movie follows the story of a young Cornelius Snow, 
Uh, and uh, he's the, the president, played by... Um, Donald Sutherland. Thank you. Uh, who later goes on to become the uh, villain of the original trilogy. And a Hunger Games tribute named Lucy Gray Baird, who he mentors. Uh, the film seems like it's going to be a dramatic return to Pen Am and the Battle Royale-style Hunger Games that made the original series such a sensation. Are these... So this is... Uh, is this actually... From books, or are they creating a whole new a good question. story? I I think there is a book that this movie is based on. I read the original trilogy. They were huge. Loved it, by the way. Um, so if there is indeed a book, I'm going to have to maybe dive into that. Uh, Nick, it's called uh, The Ballad of yes. Songbirds and Snakes, so there is a book. It came out in 2020. Right. The same author, Suzanne Collins. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the books, too. Uh, I, I got kind of tired of the movies by the end of them. I, I did as well. I thought the books were way better. Yeah. yeah. And yep. I really enjoyed how, like, it, it ended up being sort of this um, nuclear war. And, and I, I, you know, I, I thought the books resolved themselves really well. I just did not enjoy how the, the movies ended. If you want to see a cool movie that a lot of people say might have been the inspiration for the series, it's it's a, a um, out of Hong Kong, I believe, or, or perhaps Japan, a battle royale. Okay. It yeah. is, it is, Nick, it is the same story, basically, but with a lot slyer take on it. All right. Uh, some of the cast includes Tom Blythe, who plays Snow, Rachel Zegler, who plays Baird, Peter Dinklage, Jason Schwartzman, and Viola Davis, to name a few. All right, we got movies opening oh. this weekend. Yes, we do. So let's talk about those. <laughs> Movies opening today are Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. It's a comedy and drama. Uh, stars Abby Ryder Fortson, Rachel McAdams, and Kathy Bates. An 11 year old Margaret is uprooted from her life in New York City for the suburbs of New Jersey, going through the messy and tumultuous uh, throes of puberty with new friends in a new school. She realizes she relies on her mother, Barbara, who's also struggling to adjust to life outside the big city, and her adoring grandmother, Sylvia, who isn't happy that they moved away and likes to remind them every chance she gets. Uh, it's an hour and 45 minutes long. It's rated PG 13, a wide release today, and it has a 99% score. <laughs> Score on Rotten Tomatoes. When I worked in the bookstore, this had to be one of the top five titles requested. Really? This, this book was, Judy Bloom was yeah. huge to begin yeah. with, mm-hmm. and this, and I think our other book, Tiger Eyes or something, it was the other one, but yeah, huge. Also opening this weekend is Peter Pan and Wendy. It's a fantasy adventure starring Alexander Mullany, uh, Ever Anderson, uh, Yara Shahidi, and the plot says that it's the timeless tale of a young girl who, defying her parents, wishes to attend boarding school, travels with her two younger brothers to the magical Neverland. And there she meets a boy who refuses to grow up, a tiny fairy, and an evil pirate captain. And they soon find themselves on a thrilling and dangerous adventure far, far away from their family and the comforts of home. Hour and 46 minutes long. Uh, it's PG, wide release, Rotten Tomatoes, 78%. That's okay. That's a good know, score. For the longest time, there was they were trying to get one made a live action uh, Peter Pan with uh, Michael Jackson playing Peter Pan. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm, that, no. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Peter Pan. Yeah. Who wants to look at my anus? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Did I see that? All right. Also opening this weekend, Big George Foreman. It's a biography and drama. Stars Chris Davis, who is here in our studio, Forrest Whitaker, Jasmine Matthews, and 
Big George Foreman, the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world is based on the remarkable true story of one of the greatest comebacks of all time and the transformational power of second chances. Fueled by an impoverished childhood, Foreman channeled his anger into becoming an Olympic gold medalist and world heavyweight champion, followed by a near-death experience that took him from the boxing ring to the pulpit. But when he sees his community struggling spiritually and financially, Foreman returns to the ring and makes history by reclaiming his title, becoming the oldest and most improbable world heavyweight boxing champion ever. Two hours and eight minutes long. <clears throat> it's PG-13. Wide release, and it gets a 53%. I'm still going to check it out. I mean, I have so, a couple of extended scenes, and it looks good. Because of this movie, I've been down a... a um, Boxing, boxing footage hole. Ah. Oh my God, George Foreman, awesome! But I, I've been spending tons of time. Mike Tyson stuff. If you watch the stuff that's available now, it just blows me away. If you watch a compilation of Tyson's <laughs> knockouts, which I do all the it's time, crazy. It's like ASMR for me. Oh really? It's just crazy. I mean, you know, um, it, it's just as astonishing. I've seen him. I, I saw one where he 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 hit a guy with a gut shot. Yeah. Um, Knocked him out. He's fighting. Not KO'd him. Preston, some dude who's like 6'5". Michael was... uh, Mike Tyson's not tall. Uh, You know, squat. Nope. He he gets this guy within like a minute and a half. The guy was just a a machine. He was just a killing machine (laughs) in the ring. All right, we're now ready for clips. Here we go. Couples are looking to repair their relationship in the show Couples Therapy. In here, therapist Dr. Orna talks about working with clients. When I work with couples, let's say a couple comes and presents me with like seven really difficult issues. I don't have to actually address every of these seven issues. If we do a really good piece of work on one issue, it might kind of infiltrate into how they deal with the rest of the issues. So you don't have to talk about everything. Shut the f*** up! (laughs) Couple. Couple therapy therapy here tonight. It was said so many times. Eight o'clock on Showtime. I just, couple, couple, couple. I want to relive that moment when you said that. The first one? No, the second one. Because the second one, you're like, God, man, I already did the yeah cup. Why did it have to be that word? I know. I I would like to relive the yeah cup. Because it 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 sounds so... It it sounds so synthetic. It doesn't Uh sound real. I don't You have to celebrate it. I mean, Uh, it's... So this is my... uh, For me... This is something that is inexplicable. Uh, like if you're if you're uh, like you're fascinated by contrails and Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster, <laughs> how does this? Hello! How does that happen? He, he create Nick creates his own plate reverb. It's crazy. Uh, you know what, my, yeah, Steve? I think I told you this before. But one of my mom's favorite games that we've ever played was Nick or Dog. <laughs> yeah. I should do that again. Because yeah. Yeah. we all have sounds my, we can include now. My own mother. She's like, oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Can I have the Yeah Cup one time for me? The Yeah Cup? Yeah. Who has that? Yeah, yeah. Cup. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first one? The, yeah, that was the first. Yeah. Okay. That the was first. the first ever. And then this, I think, is the... Hang on, I want to hear it again. Okay. Yeah, a cup. <laughs> Wait, is that, the, is that the second one? That's no. the first one. Okay, the second right. one, you were trying to say couples retreat. Oh, right, couple. yeah. Couple. And that was couples. this. Here it is. And um, Peter one? Billingsley directed couple, couple <laughs> retreat. Oh, no. <laughs> I 
Yeah. Uh, I love it and hate it. So very and much. Um, Peter Billingsley directed couple couples of feet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That really? Really? <laughs> she felt bad for you. That was Kathy's version of sympathy. <laughs> All right. We got one more clip to play here, folks, so let's get to it. <clears throat> Rachel McAdams plays preteen Margaret's mother in the new film, Hey God, It's Me, Margaret. And in this clip, uh, she gives some advice on her own preteen self. Here we go. Don't expect Victoria's Secret. They're not cute, but they will get cuter and more uncomfortable. It's going to be right by the food court. It's one of those stores that sticks out into the mall, so everyone that walks by will see you buying your first bra. But it's okay. You survive. Okay. Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, God, it's me, Margaret, is in theaters today. And there you go. That's the entertainment report for you this morning. Hey, I want to give you a heads up. We have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, Kyle uh, put one together, and it's called... The Amish Underground Fusion Reactor. <laughs> we all think that we know how the Amish live, but we never fathomed just how much technology actually lies beneath the surface. Uh, you can go to WMMR.com slash Daily Rush and see this video and others that you have missed out on. <laughs> and it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. I can't wait to see that one. All right, we are going to take a break. We're scheduled to have Mr. Michael Rappaport. Uh, he should be in the Acme Lounge shortly. He's going to pop in the studio because he's got a gig at Helium Comedy. Uh, a few of them, actually, this weekend. Uh, and then later on, our buddy Joe Matarese is on. And we got concert cash. bunch of stuff happening. We'll be right back. This weekend, MMR celebrates our birthday. And it's no jive. We're 55. 55. 55. 55. And because Sit back and enjoy the rock, the roll, and everything in between. 55, 55, 55. Thanks, Philly, for 55 rockin' years. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I'm just curious what the over-under is on our next guest dropping an F-bomb on terrestrial <laughs> radio. He's a, We love having him here. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I don't know who drops the F-bomb more, you or Casey over here. It's like every other word. And he, he, It's just what? Off air. Off air. <laughs> I mean, I know that. But me, it's too, just... me too. I've been here a few times. I've never dropped it. No, one you time. have not. Dude, I actually have never dropped the F-bomb on... I've never, like, said a, an F, a, an S, a, a, and nothing on, like, any sort of, like, restricted, right. you know, live I, TV, I live radio. I complimented you last time. I said you, you were, like, shocked. You, well, you, <laughs> you, you know how to read the room. You're a professional. Yeah. And you know where, what the parameters are. Yes. And then you exploit them. Uh, but it's yes, great. Yes, yes, But I'm, I'm good with parameters. As yeah. long as I know the parameters, I'm, I'm pretty right, good with right. that. That's hard the pre, to do. The pre-interview conversation, it was, it was F this and F and well, that. And that. We're like, talking Knicks. Yes. I, know, yeah. I know. Yes, we're yeah. talking sports, yeah. Knicks. And... But you just turn it off then. You know what I mean? Like when I mean, I guess we do it too, but like... Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Well, the, we were talking about the Knicks and, and about where, where they are now, and I, I wanted to ask you, because I know you have a big love-hate relationship 
with them, and I wanted to ask you. You've got you've gotten into some um, some beef, some some um, some contentious situations. Um, you talking about with upper management? Yeah, some of the people in upper management. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm yes. talking about. So my question is: now that they've implemented this facial recognition system, uh, could that prove problematic for you? Well, I, I do not plan on being able to go to any of the games live. Um, my my uh, celebrity free ticket uh, um, benefits are, 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 are rescinded. Yeah, um, but that doesn't mean I don't support the team. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited that they're playing the Miami Heat. You know, it brings back uh, it, it, you know old memories of. You know, the good old days with the Patrick Ewan and the John Starks and the Jeff Van Gundy uh, uh, days. And I'm excited about the Eastern Conference. You know, we got the Celtics versus Sixers. This is this is blue blood NBA right. uh, rivalries. And we got the Knicks versus the, Cel- uh, the Knicks versus the Miami Heat. So I'm, I'm excited about the NBA playoffs. And uh, But, no, I have a beautiful television. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to the Knicks beating uh, uh, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler are not doing what they did to the Milwaukee Bucks to the, to the Knicks. I could get, I'm guaranteeing that. Oh, so so how much so how much do you? Obviously, you 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 live and, and breathe it. But I know I know you you you'll do uh, your betting and and you know sports betting. Do you, do you have to throw on the brakes a lot when you get really passionate, or or do you succumb to your um you know to your 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 betting desires? No, I'm not. How do you I'm not like a that? betting betting guy. I mean, I'd bet something on this series. I got to look at the stuff uh, just to make it more interesting. But I'm not. If for me, it's it's all about the the honey and okay. not about the money. Right. Like I, I like I live in a. If I could be emotionally invested in in a, in a series, that's good enough for me. Yeah, and dismantling. The Miami Heat, I don't need, uh, there's nothing I need to get me up more than my disdain for the Miami Heat <laughs> historically. Right. Uh, from back to, you know, when we were playing them in the 90s to the Miami Heatles with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch. Oh, like, I, I don't that. need anything to get me excited about You're good. this series. Uh, so I'm pumped up about that. Uh, I'm pumped up to be back in Philly. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be here talking to you guys. You know, it's, it's great. It says, um, you, so... We know you obviously from from acting and obviously from you know the podcasting you've been doing for a number of years now, but l- learning back about your earliest days, you you really wanted to become a comedian. Yes. Yeah. So you wanted to become a comedian. In fact, you had sort of a a, a familial <clears throat> connection to was it um, the improv? The improv. Yes. Yes. So how, how, what was that connection? Well, the as far as wanting to be a comedian, like you know, I grew up. Um, I wanted to be a, a basketball player. Um, but I loved Eddie Murphy, and then when I stopped doing, uh, uh, when my, my hoop dreams uh, didn't uh, <laughs> come to fruition, yeah. <laughs> I, um, uh, uh, you know, thought, let me let me start doing comedy, because I'd always had, you know, things to say and, you know, been sort of mouthy. And uh, I started doing comedy, and then that got me into acting, and the acting came very, very um, naturally and organically, and it, it was like... Um, it's hard, and as much as I practiced basketball, like when I, and even as much as I was enjoying doing comedy, when I started acting, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I knew immediately that that's what I wanted to do. And, um, but I used to uh, go to the improv in Los Angeles and be around, you know, comedy and stuff like that. When I was a teenager, I'd go visit my sister. But it never really crossed my mind until uh, I was 19. Okay. You still it, play, like, men's league basketball or anything like that, pick up nah, games? I'm no, I'm retired. You're I'm retired. Okay. I'm retired. I should have never retired because, you know, when you get to a certain age and you stop playing, like, 
it doesn't come back. <laughs> like it goes away and it goes away uh, rapidly. We were talking about pace. that, like the yips and and you well, know the yips, the the, the knees, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the toes, yeah. uh, the, the elbows. Uh, like they, everything starts to hurt uh, quickly. My parish, my kids' school. The every year they do this March Madness tournament where. The parents of the students play in a tournament, and and every single year, somebody, at least one person, has a significant injury. Sure. I'm talking torn ACL, <laughs> yeah, ruptured Achilles, like you no. know, like it happens every single year. Uh, I, 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 that's not <laughs> not what I want to happen to me. I, the reason why I actually stopped playing is because I played in a celebrity all star game. You know, one of these celebrity all star yeah. games, and I broke my big toe and <laughs> tore my meniscus oh. in one game. And oh. this is like in about. 12 minutes of work. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that that put me on the the IR, and then I just never came back. Talking about your acting, I loved Atypical. That Thank was you. such a great series. I loved you <clears throat> in it. I loved the whole concept. It was so unique. Um, Thank you. And I thought they did a good job. Of ra- I wish there was another season, but yeah. uh, it was a good, you, you guys did a good job wrapping it up. Thank you. We, we had fun doing that. Got to work with uh, the great Jennifer Jason Lee, who oh. I've always been a fan of. Amazing. Uh, b- before I started acting, I was a fan of hers from... Everything to fast, fast, fast times of Ridgemont High to Rush and you know uh, uh, the you know the Hateful Eight and and to be able to work with her on Atypical was awesome and and uh, I, the, the the movie really re- um, the show really resonated with people and if you've never seen it it's on um, Netflix it's four seasons a really really beautiful show and and the the fans really um, took to it so I was proud of it I, the girl that played Casey yep. I, she was so funny yeah I loved really her. good really good the kids were really good. You mentioned uh, Hateful Eight, and um, I think True Romance maybe flies under the radar for some people. It's yeah. one of Tarantino's uh, first movies. He didn't direct it, but he did write it. Yeah. Tony, Tony Scott, Scott was there. Yeah, yeah, Tony Scott directed it. Um, what was your experience like? Because I was young. You know, you were young. Yeah. It was early in your career as well. You know, doing True, True Romance um, was a very, very exciting thing to be a part of. The script, you know, th- th- this is a time where, um, you know, you didn't, there was no email, so you, you'd physically get the script and... Hmm. You know, everybody in town, everybody in Hollywood, every all the actors, all, all different ages was like, did you read the script? Did you read the script? And I remember reading it for the first time, and I had actually auditioned for a couple of other parts, and um, you started to hear about the cast coming together, and there was so much excitement on Quentin Tarantino yeah. post-Reservoir Dogs, um, and uh, Natural Born Killers was being shot at the time so to to get cast in, in that film was 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 really cool and to be on the set and and uh you know be with actors that I had you know grown up watching and then new actors like the great James Gandolfini that was his first yeah. film and wow so it was it was very very exciting to, to be a part of it and and uh you know it's a film that you know really uh lasts the, the the test of time and and you know people as much as uh, fun people have had watching it over the years, I had just as much fun being a part of it. So that movie came out in 93, and Casey and I were That's freshmen. crazy. I know, right? Yeah. It's 30 years ago. Casey 93 had... it came out? Yeah. yeah. Casey and I were freshmen That's in college. And, and what I remember most Jeez. about that movie, other than how much I loved it, was it was a word-of-mouth movie. Because yeah. I don't think it did great in the theaters. No. But then people started getting it. It was it was a VHS movie. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, it started going around <laughs> the college campus. And everybody turned a honey bear into a bong. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we actually used to quote you all the time, because in, in that movie, you kind of play a goofy character. Yep, yep. And my buddy Ed and I, we go, Clarence, you getting mad? Ah. <laughs> I didn't lose in 93, huh? Yeah. That's, man, that's that's crazy. That's, you know, I mean, that's 30, 30 years ago. And, like, you know, I'm looking at Chris Penn and Tom Sizemore. They, they passed. And 
Tony Scott passed God, and, yeah. and Dennis Hopper passed. And, That's horrible, man. You know, and just, you know, as a ki- I mean, I was a kid, so it was just a very, I, I didn't, I did not take that experience for granted. I, you know, I took some photographs on that set. I wish I had taken more photographs. Huh. I have some Polaroids and some, I had these, one of these uh, um, uh, disposable cameras, but I, I definitely didn't take that experience for granted. You've had a number of really stellar, like, ensemble, a uh, Copland, for one, is another yeah. one where I'm like, I look at that, that was on the other the day, I was watching, like, Jesus Christ, this cast is amazing. Yeah. And it's also, I think, the first time, I mean, obviously we knew of Stallone's capability with Rocky, but playing a completely atypical character, but what was, what was, like, Working on that set, we same you, thing. Heavy hitters, just so excited. I mean, and you know, I mean, I, I know, I know, I must have talked about this the last time I was here. Like, you know, Philadelphia will always be associated to me with Doctor J, yeah, and Rocky, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, I grew up. That was my first movie that I fell in love with. And, you know, I didn't want to be an actor. I wanted to be Rocky yeah. and to be working with him and to be working with uh, Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone and Harvey Keitel and uh, uh, the late, great Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. Again, I was not taking any of it for granted. I had a ball. I was excited. I was pumped. I was uh, elated and uh, proud to just be be around it. I mean, I was, I'm a fan, you know, yeah. I'm a fan first and, and I've always kept that part of me um uh, uh alive and 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 um it's just what i lead with is is being a fan Sam, when, well, sorry Pastor, i'm sorry but when you're around those those legendary people at the time and you were a younger actor then yeah. is it um is it hard not to and i'm not saying fanboy but just try to insert yourself and try to <laughs> become buds with those people you well know i don't I mean? try to become buds but you know as far as the fan stuff Stallone gave me everything I wanted. Ah. Every single anecdote, every <laughs> single question. I love that. We were doing line for line uh, uh, from every Rocky movie. Uh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, and he would do his lines. I would do Mickey lines. I would do his lines. He would do Paulie lines. Like He was down for it. Oh, yeah. uh, awesome. uh, so that was cool. You know, De Niro's a little bit more shy and very quiet. De Niro's very quiet, but he's cool, too. But you know, I yeah, you know, yeah, you you, you have to leave uh, uh, your excitement in the trailer. And when you get on the set, you know they're not there to be interviewed and stuff like that. <laughs> right. But if you could get you know some stuff, you get some stuff. But you know, the first and foremost is to take care of uh, the task uh, at hand, which was the film Copland. Well, yeah. you're 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 a damn good actor, and and uh, there there are a lot of scenes that you are are just pivotal in, in making great. But <clears throat> you talk about Rocky, and we you know. We've had Carl Weathers in here. We've had uh-huh. John G. Alvinson, you know, the director. Of course. Uh, and uh, it, it holds that. that Have just... you not had Stallone yet? No. We talked to him on the phone. phone. We, we've never we've had him never in Never had. And yeah. I'm like, you so got to get Sylvester Stallone in the air. You Mike had Frank's Frank in... been by a few times. And Mike Frank Stallone. Frank, sure Frank wants to come all the time. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to stay. He's he doesn't good leave. Yeah. He's yeah, a good yeah, 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 yeah. Frank's got stuff to sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it back. Take it back. I mean, my, my, yeah, my, my, my Rocky, like, is, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, you know, I know you guys are from here, but like when I'm in the city and I see like, like, it's, it's just part of my DNA. That scene, we talk about it all the time. Burgess Meredith, you know, you know, Mickey showing up. What about my prime, Mick? Exactly. Yeah, the best. Exactly. Mick, you had a prime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's they working nothing. I could do though. I mean, it's that's my like that's my that's my movie. Let me ask you if you agree, because Preston and I are very uh, have very definitive take on the series. I think the one that comes closest 
is Rocky Balboa to the original Rocky. Have you Loved seen that? that movie? Well, of course I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I got to be honest. I I, I got to be honest. Yeah. I did not love Rocky Balboa. Really? Wow. Why there, not? In, just, you know, there, there's just a few reasons that I didn't love it. You know, I, I was, I mean, I was gutted that Adrian passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, I did I, I, I don't want to criticize it because it, it, I just didn't love it. I, okay. I know a lot of people are, are, are staunch, you know, Rocky Balboa fans. Um, I'll, I'm going to rewatch it. I'm going to rewatch it again. I'm yeah. going to rewatch it again. Um, you know, there was moments in Creed, the first Creed. Great. There, there was yeah. some stuff. Uh, um, you know, I mean, I think that character and the way he plays the character, it just resonates. There's just some magical thing that he's able to articulate particularly uh, i know kathy's probably like this is like guy talk yeah. <laughs> yeah. but there's just something about yes. the way he presents that character that we relate to yeah and and i don't know it's like a magic sauce yeah um uh, um but i mean i mean rocky one rocky two rocky three i, I mean you know rocky four uh, uh you know even Not rocky even, five rocky five i like no. rocky five but i was also I, a see, child. I didn't mind. rock rocky five yeah you know the flashbacks with 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 mickey uh-huh. get up you son of a b because mickey loves you <laughs> yeah yep. i mean that is come on man <laughs> you know tommy guns yeah. paulie i mean so you know uh, there's always something there's always something what about friends did you watch that <laughs> Of course. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Of course, I, I watch Friends, and I'm happy to I have been a part of Friends. That was fun. Uh, uh, How many episodes did you do? I think it was like four, four yeah. episodes you, of that show. Phoebe's yeah. boyfriend, and then did that end with you shooting the bird? That ended with me shooting the bird. And it was a bad choice. I could have, I could have been married to Phoebe. We could have went off in the subset. By the way, if you're just tuning in, Michael Rappaport's here. He's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow, 7.30, 10 p.m. By the way, both 7.30 shows and tomorrow's 10 p.m. show are sold out. Okay, okay. Tickets okay. are available yeah. for the 10 p.m. show. Come to the 10 p.m. Tonight. show. And yeah. that's Friday it. night. Um, you were in Only Murders in the Building. Yes. As yeah. well. And I... I I have not. I got to go back to it. I, it's I a wish, good show. It, it is a great it show. It's fun. And yeah. you, were, you were a wonderful d bag. Yes, your, I <laughs> love doing that part. Oh. I love doing that show with you, those dudes. And you, you're by play with uh, Selena Gomez. Terrific. I had a ball. Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. The character was so creepy and <laughs> just nasty and, and and funny and 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 you know, again, you know, working with uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short, and you know, when when. I just, you know, like when they show up on set, you're like, yo, these dudes (laughs) are my dudes. You know, like Steve Martin, like, you know, like I felt like a a kid at first because I'm just like, you know, I didn't think I would be so sort of taken back by him. But like, you know, him throughout the years and particularly, you know, when I was seven or eight on Saturday Night Live and, you know, uh, uh, you know, the wild and crazy guy and the jerk and and, and all his films. And he still looks like he's always had the gray hair. So he walks in the room. It's like, yo, there's Steve Martin. He's got the glasses. He's got the nose. And, you know, you're I'm like, this is crazy. So you, you, you know, I want to give it to him. I want to give it to him. And, you know, I was making them laugh. You know, the first scene we shot in. You know, like, I had fun doing that. I had fun doing that part. You know, it's great, wow. and it's something that we always say. It's sad, and you said it earlier on. You're, you're a fan. You love the movies. You love this stuff, and you don't lose that. It's it's sad when you see someone who's in the business, you know, was excited by the business. That's why they got in it, 
acting or whatever, yeah. stand, and they they lose they lose it and they don't like it anymore. And, and you know, it, it's sad when that. But you you've never lost that. You've always you've always kept. You, you're 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 split. You're the spectator. You're the movie goer, yeah. the TV watcher, and you're the actor. Yeah, I I I I'm always a fan, and and I'm fortunate. You know, you get frustrated with the business aspect of sure. it. Sure. You 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 get to know the minutia of the of the business, but the doing and the being around it and the the excitement I I get from watching other actors, from watching the shows, from watching other films, that that's still a uh, uh, you know um, very much a part of of what gets me off. Um, uh, what excites me and what inspires me, and um, yeah, I mean, I I, I love it. I, I I do love it. I I do love it, and I'm very very fortunate to have had the opportunities that I have, and you know, and 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 you know, I, I like I said, you know, when I think back to the stuff I've done, I do not take it. I didn't take it for granted. I, Excellent. I, I'm glad I did. I wish I wish I had more cameras. You know, there's stuff, <laughs> not, but you know, some things some things don't need to be. Photograph. I know, agree. The memories um, and 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 uh, are, are are good. You know. Uh, you know. Like we're so accustomed to shooting pictures of every every we're, single uh, thing uh, now. Yeah. We're I probably would have got kicked off the set of True Romance of Copland if I had an iPhone. Like, what, like, what, right. what are you doing here? Leave us alone. Yeah. Like yo, you're not. We're not taking selfie number seventy four. <laughs> Today with Stallone is is part of the fun of that gig um, that it's it's different every time. Is that there's there's a, okay new project here we go something fresh. You know what I mean? It, it, it's new project. It's new people. It's the elation that I still get between action and cut. It's the elation of of performance. You know, you guys say you know in the beginning we were talking about. Um, you know, cursing and not cursing, yeah. but you know, there, you guys do this every day. But you know, on your sickest sick day, sick day, or your most tired tired day, when when there's something about being on live radio, yeah. live TV, um, you know, between action and cut as as an actor, like there's that's what we get off on. Nice, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Absolutely, that's, Absolutely. That is what we get off on. That is the feeling that. We thrive on. I don't care if it's radio. I don't care if it's, uh, uh, you know, doing a guest on a sports show. I don't care if it's acting with with the people we've mentioned. That I still get elation from. Performing from a, a live audience, you know, this weekend in Philadelphia, last night. There's nothing. Just, just That's what we do. That is just what yeah. we get. We don't get fearful of it. We might get excited. Uh, there might be a little buzz of, uh, 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 you know, positive nervousness. But we... Me, I get off on that. So I didn't realize that you were a child of radio people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, it, it, it's a little... Uh, I got to fix that Wikipedia. My father is the general manager of a radio station in New York City. Which one? Called WKTU. It was originally WKTU Mellow 92. Okay. And uh, this is 1978, 79. And then they switched from um, Mellow Rock... To disco, I remember the station because I'm from New York, and, yeah. and that, that was, a, that was they were a popular station. They went from Very the bottom popular, of the top, to and the it was top, the first yeah. station in the city that played disco, for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> but you know, like I would go to, you know, I'd wind up at, you know, going to uh, his job, and you know, the DJ booth was 
it it felt a lot smaller than this. And you know the the DJs were like, don't don't come because I was nuts. I was crazy. I was a kid, and right. you know they were physically putting the needle on the actual record. And if it skipped, it skipped. Uh, if it got bumped, it got bumped. And and you know then I would you know go into the record room, and there was this like you know room. It it it, it didn't feel that big, but it was just walls and walls of records. And uh, um, did you feel it was magical? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and he you know you bring home the records, you know yeah. and. Uh, uh, you know, you I would take care of them because you know you didn't want them to scratch. And my, and because uh, uh, you know, you, you, there wasn't like you could get another copy. Like that right. was it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, you're yeah. just his, listening to whatever it was over and over and over and over. True. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, it, it's it's great because um, there 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 is that sense of magic when you first and when you get behind a microphone. You, so you got in early years ago on the podcast. Yeah. You've been doing this for for quite a while. That obviously is something that speaks to you that you enjoy. I love it. And you've been working the stand-up comedy as well. Because yes. it's not something that you just presuppose, okay, I got this. You, no, You've definitely worked not. it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the podcasting, I, I got in before podcasts. You know, uh, 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 became like MySpace pages. Everybody <laughs> yes. and everything is podcasted. Uh, but I love doing it. It's fun. It's the I Am Rap Report Stereo Podcast. And, and the the thing that I I, I love about uh, the podcast is that you know it's it's um, you know you're the actor, you're the performer, you do the the, the sound, you do the editing, uh, uh, you, you're you're producing. Uh, um, so I, I enjoy that. And 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 similar with stand up comedy, you know, as much as I love acting, you you always have to defer um, um, some things you might think are great, and and they'll get cut out and right. stuff like that. So you know, like you know, stand up comedy and and being um, in front of a live audience, the immediacy of that is is like no no other. You know, just the 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 vibe you get from the audience. Albeit good, bad, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, just the feeling in a club, and uh, that it's just a totally different uh, kind of thing, and, yeah, and yeah. I just enjoy it. And and particularly, you know, this is the third time I'm performing at Helium. You know, the Philadelphia crowds are just they're just I love them because they participate. They're 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 sophisticated, but they're blue collar. They, yeah. they 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 are no nonsense. I I love performing at that club. We get that Excellent. all the time. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna do great. You're gonna have a great weekend. By the way, I wanted to ask you before we, we and we have to wrap. But I, I thought I heard you mention uh, or, or pronounce the T in Rappaport. Is that silent or not? No, I'm not French. Some people <laughs> they go Rappaport. I'm like, there's a T there for a reason. Okay, all right. Um, all right. And, and I, I don't know if you pronounce it or not, but yeah, it's definitely Rappaport. Um, all right. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what the port was. I don't know if that was an actual port or if there was boats coming in or coming out. Which but, is, uh, but, but it uh, is a port. There is a port there. Okay. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, it, yes, yes, yes. All right, excellent. Well, Some people dude. go poor, pori. I don't know why. But well, it is great to see you. Thanks. for I coming appreciate by you guys here, always having me. I appreciate the support. I, I, I really uh, do. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad you guys had me on again. Yeah. And uh, we'll play a little try for let's uh, go. Uh, let's go. Quest on the way out. Let's for go. You. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> Thank you guys. On the show, Helium Comedy Club tonight. One show left. It's ten o'clock show. Get those tickets. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We got your concert cash word on the way. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's officially open the door to No so- Sad Bro Friday, please. Beefhouse brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on-site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. Just visit mulchthis.com. Well, a man has admitted performing a sex act while kneeling over a captured seagull and watching pornography on his cell phone. So... Oral or butt stuff? Well, I think he went with the oral. Oh, so wow. That is no. that is a risky deal. David Lee admitted causing unnecessary well, they eat hot dogs. suffering to a bird. Gulls on the roof. This is in England, by the way. Oh. Uh, gulls on the roof of South uh, Tenneside Magistrates Court could be heard calling out as the bench watched video of the bizarre incident. Leslie Burgess, prosecuting, told the court that Lee had chased one bird before picking up a smaller gull and was caught on video looking at his phone while holding the bird between his legs and pleasuring himself. (laughs) Once he had finished, he pulled up his pants and gave the bird a little kick. Uh, Lee was arrested nearby and told police that he had picked up the gull because he thought it was hurt and was looking on his phone to find out what he should do. And I guess he looked up and realized he should spank it on the bird. But it's my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. But instead of searching for a vet's phone number, as he claimed to have done, police revealed Lee had actually been looking at porn oh, sites. Man. Uh, Annalise Morscondi, defending, said that Lee has a history of mental ill health and asked for a psychiatric report to be prepared ahead of sentencing. I'm so. sorry, but that sounds so hot. I know. <laughs> All right, this is messed up. 
staffers as if that story wasn't yeah, messed up. wasn't sexy enough. Staffers at an elementary school in Brownsburg, Indiana, are now facing criminal charges after investigators say they told a seven-year-old student to eat his own vomit. No, are you kidding me? No. And then failed to report the incident. Prosecutor's office filed criminal charges against five staff members in connection with the incident in which a special education student was mistreated during lunch. Police learned about the incident on April 12th, although it occurred during a lunch period in February. Prosecutor's office identified the staff members in charges. Uh, they are charging Sarah Seymour, Deborah Kennepy, uh, Julie Taylor, Kristen Mitchell, and Megan King. Who do they do, their own version of jackass? According to the police, Seymour advised a seven-year-old student that if he vomited, he would have to eat whatever he threw up. Oh, man. Uh, the child, on a tray provided by Taylor, indeed vomited, at which point Canopy provided the child with a spoon. Seymour and Canopy stood on either side of the boy while he ate a portion of the vomit. The thing with vomit is you're going to think about using a fork, but oh you're going to use a spoon <laughs> to get every drop. I mean, listen, the f- <laughs> one person, you know, making something. But the fact that there were two people that were complicit in this is, well, like, mind-blowing. Let me ask you something. Is it possible that the kid is sick and has some sort of condition? I mean, why, why you know, they're, they're making the kid. was a special education student, so, I mean, that makes it even worse in my Yeah, mind, I but. mean, you're brutalizing a kid for, for having a physical reaction. So the child then used paper towels to clean up what remained. Mitchell and King witnessed what happened. According to the probable cause affidavit, video shows the incident. Of the invo- and the involvement in the five staff members, none of them reported what happened. The termination process has already been started for Seymour and Canopy. Uh, the others remain on administrative leave. While the district and police previously said they had reviewed video evidence of the encounter, they had not disclosed the nature of the mistreatment. Wow. I, I thought it was bad when my brother was in, I think, seventh or eighth grade. His teacher made him clean up somebody else's vomit oh. because he cringed and turned away. That's a natural reaction. Yeah, she was an a-hole. That's horrible. Uh That's a natural reaction. Uh All right, a lighter story. I don't like it. Yet painful. A woman in Somalia, and I have to use some euphemisms here, okay? I like this. Had to undergo emergency surgery after getting shot accidentally, specifically in the man in the boat. Whoa! Hell. Like the Dolores? Like the bullet was lodged in the Dolores. Wait, what? Uh, she was just relaxing at home, and uh, <laughs> it was published in the International Journal of Surgery. Uh, the boat sinking. Reports. So, uh, study authors wrote, to the best of our knowledge, is the first wayward bullet injury penetrating the vulvar area, which is the outer part of the female genitals, with a retained bullet in the in the Dolores, we'll call it. I hear vulvas have a very high safety rating. The 24-year-old... Uh, yes, they're boxy, yeah, but they yeah. are very safe. Yeah. Uh, remember that. I got you, yeah. A 24-year-old unnamed patient had been relaxing at home when all of a sudden a stray bullet came through her ceiling and struck her in the nether regions. Wow. The alarmed woman reported to the hospital in Mogadishu where a CT scan revealed that the errant lead pellet had lodged itself inside of the, the Dolores. <laughs> As far as the study authors knew, this was the first case of its kind. Surgeons uh, placed the patient under local anesthesia. That's almost like a trick shot. And removed the projectile from her private parts. Uh, Thankfully, uh, she didn't suffer any complications following the leadectomy, I guess is what they call it. Leadectomy. I guess they removed lead, right? Was discharged from the the, in the following day in good condition. A follow-up appointment a month later, doctors determined that the woman was still in good health. Mm. All right, and... I'm just getting started. I got other weird wow. stories, which we'll get to in another round of the B-File later on. All right, you got 
about three minutes left to enter the word worth for the MMR concert cash, W-O-R-T-H. So make sure you do that now. And we have a special post-Bizarre File interview. Oh, my God. To do. Uh, we actually spoke to him not that long ago, but he is in town playing at City Winery tomorrow night. And uh, we were just talking about Rocky a moment ago, and we always talk about Rocky yeah. when we have <laughs> our good friend, Mr. Joe Matarese, on the program today. Joe. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Can like, I shake the Rocky thing? Come on. It's all good, bud. How you doing, man? I'm good. Wonderful. I'm good. Happy How are you guys? Uh, we we are... are well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 you were just in town not that long ago, and you're, you're you know selling out to your show in I believe in the Scottish Rite Auditorium. But you're you're back in town again. You're tomorrow night City Winery. Have you played that venue yet? This is my this is my second time there, but the last time was like towards the end of COVID, so it was like semi weird, but it. It was great. I loved it, dude. We're looking at, at your your uh, uh, graphic. It's greatest hits main stage. It's the poster, uh, and it's a young picture of you. You look like Denny Terrio from Dance Fever. <laughs> <laughs> I do look like Denny Terrio there. Wow. Yeah, you did have some high hair at that point in your life. <laughs> I hope people can tell that that's not me now. Like, there's, o- there's always dumb people when you make promos that are like, oh, what is that? I'm like, nah. It's like I got to tell the artist on the phone. I'm like, add some wrinkles into the picture. Yeah. Old. Something. You, uh, you know, it's good, though, is, uh, Joe, is that you're, you're always kind of, you, you look for different ways and, uh, you know, you, 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 uh, you always change the show up. You're always evolving the show and doing different different approaches, and that's very cool. But I assume that has to be kind of daunting, always having to, because you, you, you don't just sit on the same material for a decade. No, well, you probably don't have to. That's what's sad. Yeah. Like we, I don't. I, 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 that's why this is more of a greatest hits tour because I wanted to experiment and uh, see if. I could rehash old material and make it funny now, you know, and right. go through the, go through the catalog like a like a musician does. So that's what this is, you know. It's and a lot of people don't know some of my old bits, and then I give them the stories behind the bits, kind of like a behind the music VH1 kind of thing. I like that. All right, so if you say if if in in you, do you change them to work now, or you know, to change some references yeah. or. Well, sometimes I'll go, here's a joke that doesn't work anymore. Okay. All right. <laughs> because, because it's gotten politically correct. And right. you go, okay, well, you, this is like something that makes people uncomfortable. And it's fun to see <laughs> if you can get it to work. You're okay. like, is this or like sometimes they're old news stories. Like I have a. I have a bit. I'll tell it really quickly. And and uh, do you remember when? Uh, and it's Philly oriented, so I can do it in Philly. But do you remember when uh, it came out in the news that Julius Irving had an illegitimate daughter? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 It was like a big news story, and like I had a joke about it, saying, "Why are they making such a stink? What about Wilt Chamberlain? You know, who had a book that said he slept with over forty thousand women? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. imagine, imagine how many illegitimate daughters that guy probably had. I go, where do you think the WNBA came from? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I'll pause and, and I'll pause and go, that W didn't even stand for women. <laughs> <laughs> it will. 
still holds up. That would still hold up. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so um, you know, I love stuff like this. Uh, Florentine did a thing one time where he um, he released his. He found a book of old oh, yeah. material, his early stuff that was and terrible. He, I don't know if you got a chance to to hear it, Joe, but it's it's he goes to these old jokes, and they're excruciating. But that's what makes it great is that he's he's he, you can even hear him going, you know, ugh, like he can't believe how bad the material is. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's it, it's 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 kind of cool to do this stuff. So, um, uh, so when you're doing this, you're actually referencing the time frame and and asking the audience to sort of assess if the material is still valid or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, and sometimes I'll go yell a year, and like you know what's weird is I have a terrible memory. You know, I'm in my fifties now. My memory stinks, but when you yell a year, I can remember three bits from that year. Wow. And, I'll be able to, and I can tell them perfectly. It's like I'm a savant for my stand-up material. Wow. Well, well that's good. So, yeah, if you're going to remember anything, make it your act. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. Like, they'll say, like, oh, two thousand. let's think, like, 2007. Like, I'll be like, oh, okay, I did Letterman that year. Oh, well, here's a story about doing Letterman. Or if they'll they'll yell a year, and I'll know that's when I, you know, my wife was pregnant, having our first kid, and I'll remember bits about her being pregnant. You know, like that kind of thing. That's pretty wild. But it has to be during the time frame of your stand-up career that they yell out. No, years? like they could. No, that's what's weird. Like I've been doing this since I was 19 years old, and I'm 55. So like you yell a year, uh, like when I was a kid. You know, you say you, you, I was born in 67. All right, when, when did Dan's Fever premiere? Yeah. 79? <laughs> <laughs> right, give us 79. I'm trying to, you know what's crazy? I have such a stand-up connection to things. When you said Danny Terrio, that I look like him in the poster, I immediately thought of an old Dennis Miller bit where he said something about, I remember a Denny Terrio reference. Do you remember the bit? <laughs> I don't. And I'm a big Dennis Miller fan. I don't. Oh, God, the early Dennis Miller when he had that off-white album. I remember yeah. a, a, well, it was something about downtown Beirut. He goes, <laughs> something about, like, uh, you know, you imagine being a window washer in downtown Beirut. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, as I reach over to the bucket I, to, to wash, I turn back, no building. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's something about that these people would go to go to jail for dancing or something. Or okay, something. I remember that Denny Terrio, Denny Terrio. Because <laughs> imagine Denny Terrio in Beirut, something like. That. It's so weird that you. Old we yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a weird thing to remember. Well, I have to ask you this because I didn't know this. I see this. Uh, you uh, you had a um, you have a Bill Cosby story apparently that Bill Cosby gave you some advice. Is that correct? Yes, yes. All right, can you give us a quick version of that? Quick version. Yeah. It's crazy because it's very positive. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of the greatest moments in my life. I took my dad and I went to see Cosby at the Apollo. And this is like, geez, this is 20, 20, 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, my cousin was with me, and we had backstage passes because my cousin knew a woman that used to work for Cosby. And we we start talking to him, and within a second, he can tell that I'm a comedian. I, I forget what I said to him. And he's like, hold on, hold on. Like, me being 
a comedian made him go, oh, this isn't your typical meet and greet fan that wants a picture autograph. He's like, oh, hold on, let me get rid of these people, and then I'll come back over to you. He comes back over, he tells the stagehand to get him chairs, and he goes, oh, what do you want to ask me? And he set these chairs in a circle, so it's me, my dad, and my cousin, and Bill Cosby. That's pretty wow. wild. And I asked him a question about mood because I said, you know, this this is me 20 years ago when my mood used to be. You know, most people are comedians, especially we're, we're kind of moody people. And I used to find it very hard to do stand up if I was in a bad mood. I'm like, do I pretend I'm in a good mood or do I go up in a bad mood and tell the crowd I'm in a bad mood and do my material? As so, so what did he recommend? And he told me to get this book that he wrote. He goes, hey, this is what was great. He You're goes, selling a book. Yeah. He goes, don't <laughs> buy it. That's what he said. He goes, go to the library or pull it off huh. of the bookshelf and read this chapter. The book's called Cosmetology. And there's a, there's a chapter in there where he gets a gig where he bombs in Chicago when he walks on stage, they introduce him and say, uh, this next guy is the young up and current give it up for Bill Cosby, and he goes on stage and bombs. It was his, you know, very early in his career. And then he's in the gr dressing room, about to go back to his hotel, and he's he's quitting the gig. It went so bad, and he, even though he has another show that night, and the owner goes, what are you doing? He goes, I, I, I'm not good enough to, I'll have to do Bill Cosby. I'm not good enough to be here. I can't do this. I'm not at the level to be at your club. I apologize, right? And the guy goes, all right, you're right. That did go really badly, but do me a favor. When you get back to the hotel, get Bill Cosby and tell him to come back for the 10 o'clock. <laughs> right? That's great. That's yeah, great. And, yeah. then he comes, and then he comes back, and the guy goes, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Cosby and Cosby from the back of the room goes, what about up and comer? He said up and comer on the first show and the crowd starts laughing and he ends up killing and he goes, I almost did none of my material. I was just riffing the whole set. Okay. And it, you, you, were, you and your dad were able to get out of there before he offered you the wine, correct? Yeah, yeah there was no wine. Yeah, you, it's, it's gotten to the point where you can't do anything on radio or TV being pro. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I had a Bill Cosby Well, we, we don't have a lot of time. We, we're going to have to... I'm sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, Joe, it's, fine, it's fine. Yeah. I'm just gonna t I, I just wanted to be conscious because we were talking about Bill Cosby. Yeah. You can't go positive at all. Like, no. Nope. Yeah, well, he did a couple things. He did a couple things with Benadryl. But yeah. at, at that time, it, who knew? nobody. Thanks for, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing up Cosby in my interview. <laughs> well, you're known well, as the big defense. No, 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 no. no. I, no not. Listen, we do, we're do. we pressed for time. But, Joe, tomorrow night, City Winery, the greatest hits. Yes. Uh, I love this idea. Go and yeah. see Joe and, and have your, your favorite ear picked out and ready yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> And local Steve Cooper and Tyler Wolf will be opening for me. Okay? Cool. Awesome. All right, Joe, we love you. Have a great weekend, man. Thanks, guys. Have All right, take care. Weekend. Joe Menorace, we're taking a break. We're coming back in a moment. Stay with us. All right. We shall return shortly.
Brent Porsche. Tomorrow from 11 to 1 for the first anniversary of Grocery Outlet. 561 South Broad Street in Lansdale. Now through Sunday, enter for a chance to win a two-minute shopping spree with up to $500 in free groceries at groceryoutlet.com slash giveaway dash Lansdale. See store for rules and details. All right, I'm going to do a couple shout-outs real quick, maybe a butt plug or two, and uh, then uh, I'm going to let you guys... <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Uh, no, I'm going to let you choose junk drawer or connoisseur. Oh. All right. I think we'll end up doing both of them eventually. Yeah. But um, quickly, though, uh, let me see. How, da, 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 da. I have some shout outs that are specific to today. Then do it. To. Here's one. Uh, hey, guys. My name's uh, Steve. My wife is Brianna. We met when we were 16 in high school, and we recently got married. And while we were dating, I remember telling her something that I heard on the show, and she said, oh, yeah, unprecedented, Steve. And I thought, Wow. She listens to Preston and Steve, too. It was one of the moments that I knew she was going to be Aww. my wife. That's the best way to find out you're, you found the right one. And Do they listen to us? From that day on, we would talk about what happened at work and what went on that morning on your show. Her birthday is coming up on the 29th, Aww. and she gets a, a little sad that no one is usually around because of the holiday. And I'm hoping that you guys could give her a chart out. Uh, to help cheer her up. I know that it would make this birthday one that she will always remember. What holiday is it? Oh, wait. Oh, May 26th. Happy Memorial Day! Wait a minute. It says, huh, it says, shard out May 26th. And then it says her birthday is coming up on the 29th. Well, you're getting it now, man. Yeah, That's man. All to it. Sorry. I, didn't, I didn't see the May thing. But have a good holiday weekend. Yes, please do. Come on down to uh, Keenan's. Uh, and says, maybe get me off the hook a little bit because what better gift is there than a present, Steve Shardell? Thank you so much. And I hope this is enough time in advance. Steve Carlin. Uh, so, give you yeah. a second one. So there you go. Uh, yeah, come to Keenan's. Have your, have your party there. We're yeah. at our party there. It's our uh, 25th anniversary. That's right. Celebration. Remember you getting down on your knees? North Wildwood. We will be there. Um, then I got this. says, uh, hey, can you give a birthday uh, a shout out to baby Tony Stark, <laughs> who is turning four on April 27th. Baby Tony Stark. Is that a dog's name? Yeah. Uh, Maybe they named the kid Tony Stark. Hang on. It says, reminder, this means it has been four years since Tony Stark snapped his fingers and defeated Thanos, and our little guy was named after this strongest adventure. Wow. There you go. I adventure. love that. Uh, time has flown, and he is the sweetest little guy and the arc reactor of our household. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for adding TP and a new pair of undies for the cleanup. Uh, that is from Chuck Cause. Uh, so, congratulations. Baby Tony Stark. Baby Tony Stark. Uh, here's a butt plug, and it's from my area. This is from uh, John Mertz, and he says, Hey, you and your team have been huge advocates of programs that support the many people in our area that suffer from food insecurity. Your annual Camp Out for Hunger has grown with each year uh, with outstanding results for Phil Abundance. Uh, the Garden of Health provides similar support right here in our area. And he says, When I say our area, I mean Harleysville. I also live in Harleysville, uh -huh. and I'm the current president of the Rotary Club of Harleysville. Uh, a year or so ago, Hatfield Township donated eight acres uh, to Garden of Health so they, they, they could build a growing facility to provide fresh grown food along with other food items uh, that may supply to local shelters and pantries. We're having a ribbon cutting ceremony Thursday, May 4th. So next four, uh, next May 4th, next Thursday is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> 6 p.m. If you have a moment, please give this a uh, shout out. And they're going to do it at the at 400 Fairgrounds Road in Hatfield. So it's Thursday, May 4th at 6 p.m. There's going to be refreshments and stuff like that. Uh, so just wanted to give that a little That's excellent. butt plug a Rooney. So, uh, oh, I'm the butt plug guy. Yeah, right. Right. Here yeah. we go. Casey, you're our butt plug guy. You're the butt plug now. <laughs> Dog. Dog. <laughs> 
And then uh, one last one. It says, hey, President Steve, today's my birthday. I'm 48 years old today. Huh. And it's my older brother wife birthday. I think it means older brother's. So he married his brother. Older brother's wife birthday. Isn't that a, isn't that a show on yeah. Travis? There's brother, brother wives. wives. Sister wives. <laughs> brother wives is not as popular. And her name is a- April Spence Andrioli. Please wish me and my older brother's wife, oh. April Spence Andrioli, a happy birthday and give us both a shirt out. <laughs> No, it doesn't have a shirt. Autocorrect, by the way. <laughs> uh, Brian Andrioli from, and it says, Brian Andrioli from Facebook City, New Jersey. <laughs> wow, this yeah, is Facebook weird. City now. April Spence from Andrea, uh, Andrioli from Washington Township, New Jersey. That's uh, up the road from Snapchat. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hang yeah, on a second. What, what do you think Facebook City was supposed to be? <sighs> it got autocorrected to Facebook from what? It's not Jersey City. That's too far north. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. You know okay. what? They are Ocean City. Mm, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything that has the name City in it in New Jersey. It's so outlandish these days. I was just the other day. I was uh, when you write a legitimate word that contextually fits into a sentence, you should not get an autocorrect, and yet yet it happens often. Gloucester City. It's got to be Gloucester City. Okay. Okay. Hang on a second. I'm going to type Gloucester in in a text. Okay. All right. uh, Or is F near G? uh, Yeah. Okay. They're next All right. To each well, other. it just got switched to flounder. Um, okay. So let me right. try it again. Well, I think it's going to do it again, right? Well, yeah. Now, am I spelling? Am I even spelling? Type it in. Right? I live in a flounder and see what comes up. <laughs> Facebook City. <laughs> right. Raccoon City and Facebook City. All right. Um, well, Casey's working on that. No. What, do you, what do you guys want? Junk drawer or connoisseur votes? What do you think? You know, you never get to vote. What would you like? I always vote. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You're, you're a mindless automaton. I think the last few times we've done connoisseur a little later, and so I vote connoisseur now. All right. That's my vote. Kathy, do you even care? Um, She's typing in founder. No, I like, I like connoisseur. Okay. Two connoisseurs. Casey? Uh, yeah, I'll go connoisseur. All right. Looks Casey like, has his uh, exciting vote. I want to go to junk drawer. <laughs> well, we're going to connoisseur okay, as you've been yeah. outvoted. So. It's much better than the junk drawer. Connoisseur. You know the connoisseur test worst out of the uh, out of the things that we do. No, is that true? Yeah. What are you talking about? When you talk to the listeners, they they do listener polls. I just, I just, yeah, I just found this out. <laughs> when did this? When did? When was there a poll? Uh, I don't know. They do these things. Where they do they, them all the time, they? and then they never tell and us. They about never them. tell us they, about them. So they do these polls about what our show is about, and then no one ever gives us the information. Who's they? Management. Management. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, Bill will, like, mention something. He'll be like, well, in a poll. Well, they'll do, I know they do perceptual studies, which are paid for and all that. Tell us about that. Are they they doing social media polls? No, 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 no. That was a perceptual study. I just used the wrong word. And and, and so the connoisseur came in low on that? (laughs) Yeah, test, uh, which is crazy. I'm glad you told us off air before we did. (laughs) Well, I don't care what you think. We're going to continue to do it because I love it. I love it. I wonder how many people they test in those things. It's like a handful. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think it's a big enough sample size. Right. We should do a Twitter poll. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. see what yeah. you think yeah. about Should Casey have brought yeah. this poll up now? Right. Oh, no, you're talking about whether connoisseur is good. All right, well, now I don't know how to feel. Well, that's got to suck the wind out of your sails. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to start with Hot Pockets. Uh, I don't care. I, I know. <laughs> but listen. There's now so- I know why they don't like it. Well, they're getting in on the fashion bag. The snack brand recently teamed with rapper uh, Rakeem Miles' action figure, Miles Clothing Brand, for a new collaboration. 
Uh, pieces for the adventures between Herbie the Hot Pocket mascot and action figure Miles, an artistic representation of Miles and the hero he wishes he had as a kid. The limited edition uh, includes his art across hoodies, crew neck sweats, uh, tees and button-up shirts, a double-sided bucket hat, and a fanny pack. Okay. Uh, Miles worked with creative agency Triple Clicks. Triple Clicks? On the collaboration as they did on recent Halo collection. So, um, the Hot Pockets X action figure Miles capsule is live on the Hot Pockets merch store now. Okay, so it's available for purchase. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you can get these. Uh, you can get Can't these. eat them, though. No, no, no. Yeah. These, these are wearable items. All right, okay. we're moving on. That was a bad one. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny to start with. Dairy Queen Blizzard. Yes. Yeah. Do I have your attention? We're all uh-huh. in yes. <laughs> Apparently, there are a load of secret menu items for blizzards that you can ask for. So the blizzard, to me, has always seemed a very customizable thing to begin with, right? Yes. Yes. But there are some that are put together and some flavors you may not have thought of. Styrofoam. Which I find kind of interesting, like the cinnamon roll. Wait, what? (laughs) You start with a vanilla shake and add a snickerdoodle base. Snickerdoodle. And I guess these things are available at Dairy Queen? I would have to imagine. Do you have to do any, is there any sort of menu, you know, like you go to Wawa and you have the special secret menu? No, it's not like that. This is like ordering, you know, through the the drive-thru. So here's one called the Samoa Blizzard. I like the sound of this one. Nick, you'll hate this. Okay. Kathy, you might not like it either. Okay. Uh, You order a Twix Blizzard. Add coconut, nope. have it dipped in chocolate, and then pat yourself on the back for a job well done, it says. Yeah. I mean, you had me until the coconut. Yeah, I could do that exact order without coconut, right. and I'd be okay with it. Would you pat yourself on the back? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> of course, yeah. for taking coconut yeah. out. But you're <laughs> dipping it in chocolate, so... Yeah, I don't understand that. Is it that chocolate crust thing that they uh, have? Well, what? yeah, yeah. If you get a dip cone, yeah, they, they the actually. But that's on, on a cone. But this is a blizzard. You... That doesn't make any sense. How can you dip it in chocolate? Yeah, I'm going to dip my drink in chocolate. Yeah, it doesn't make any it's sense. It's insane. Is it called something? What, Stupid. The Samoa Blizzard. All right, hold on. Do Samoans dip? But their these drink? are. I, I don't know if you can order for these by name. I know, but maybe. Maybe the uh, maybe they dip the cookie in chocolate and then put that in the Blizzard. Well, well it, there what? isn't a cookie. It's it's a Samoa. It's, you, you were, no, no. He was talking about yeah. It it simulates the flavor oh, of a Samoa. I thought they put cookies in. There. No, you well, you order a Twix Blizzard, which right? Kind of add coconut. And then you, and then it says dip it in chocolate. Dip it in chocolate is absurd. I'm not going to pat myself on the back. No. All right, here's one. Uh, This says, this one is legit. You can actually order it by name. It's a banana split blizzard. Um, It's a vanilla soft serve with pineapple, strawberries, and chocolate syrup. So they just throw all that into a blizzard. Okay. No? No. Uh, Yes, I do like a banana split now and then. I I tend to be more boring in my, uh, I like my basic flavors, Mm -hmm. you know? All right, there's the uh, Caramel Mocha Coffee Blizzard. I like, I like, I like uh, coffee ice cream. Uh, it's with the vanilla soft serve ice cream. Add coffee syrup, caramel sauce, and chocolate chunks. And then you've got a Caramel Mocha Coffee Blizzard. Yeah, right. That sounds like it should should be on the menu, right? Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, what is this ridiculousness? Uh, <laughs> tropical Sunrise. Order vanilla soft serve. Add sliced banana, coconut, pineapple, and guava. They have guava at, huh. at uh, Dairy Queen? I'm starting to not believe this. Yeah, I'm, is this is this a work of fiction? Um, here's one. Who's the says, author? Mary Shelley. The DQ cupcake, basically an ice cream cake in a cup, and you can order an ice cream sundae with fudge, 
cake crunch and icing, and then you have that. I had an ice cream made with uh, it was at Zaz, oh yeah, him, which I, uh, and I uh, and paid for, but uh, it it is they used espresso mix. I guess that's what you call it. It's like a powdered espresso thing, and it was unbelievably good. You you do you drink uh, espressos, Kathy? Yes, yeah. every morning, right? Yeah. Do you make it in americano, or do you just drink uh, the espresso? Um, I don't know. Well, because I use the machine, so it's just set up for espresso, espresso. Right. But since it's such a small amount, I do add some water. It, water is added to it, so I can. Is at least, it cold? Like, it's got to be cold water now because the Incredible Hulk broke our uh, hot water thingy in the. Uh, no, no, you always make it with cold water. You do. The, the machine will heat it up for you. That's what a coffee machine does. Okay. <laughs> Would you like this coffee hot? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I, th- I thought espresso <laughs> is espresso, and americano is espresso with hot water. Right. Yeah, but what I'm top. saying is, is, I don't know how the machine. I don't know what's considered made out of the machine that I have. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. It's probably espresso, I would think. Right. Yeah, it's but espresso. I, but I make it like a little bit, you can choose the size and I make it a little bit larger so that I can savor at least mm. a little bit. You know what I mean? Because otherwise it would just like cover the bottom of the cup. And So it's a double espresso then probably. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Got to I'll, the bottom just, of that. I'm yeah. just going to give you one more of these and then we'll move on. Uh, so. Oh. No, 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 no. Same thing. I yeah. Just like so one more uh, Dairy Queen Blizzard thing that you can do. So you know that from time to time uh, they will have a Thin Mint, um, thin mint uh, Blizzard. Love it. But it's not year round. No. no. So you can create one by ordering, uh, obviously, vanilla ice cream, uh, Oreo base, and chocolate chunks, and top it off with some mint syrup, which I do believe they have. And then you've got a kind of a uh, uh, a makeshift uh, thin mint blizzard, if you want. Don't a lot of places? Well, don't a lot of places like the um, like World Peace or the uh, smoothie places, uh, or yogurt places, or ice cream places, or any kind of place? Uh, they take the uh, those actual legitimate Girl Scout cookies and crush them into crumbles. Yeah, can, there's some places, right? Yeah, you can get them. But I think my Dairy Queen has a mint Oreo uh, blizzard. Which is almost essentially okay. what you were talking about. Is it available year round? You know what? It was there the last time I was okay. there, uh, which wasn't that long ago. Because sometimes I eat uh, Dairy Queen for dinner. Um, and I also wanted to ask you guys: Did I tell you guys about the Girl Scout, uh, the Thin Mint uh, chocolate covered pretzels that we had? Did I didn't tell you guys. The last about thing that? you told us was that no one likes the connoisseur. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said it tested worse. And, and Chuck is over here on my right. He's. He's so mad at me. He's oh, shaking that? it. Yeah, that I said that. Uh, uh, no, so Costco has thin mint chocolate covered pretzels. They are like amazing, it, and they come in these these big bags. So anyway, I, I think you're done with me talking for the no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around what you're saying. You, you've taken me to places I'd scarcely imagine. I feel like Cure Delay at the end of 2001. I can't believe what I'm looking at. Um, uh, that sounds like that would be good, Casey. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Back to you, Preston. Uh, here's the text. says, hi, Preston Steve. This is Brian Andrioli that you got the email from. It is Gloucester City, New Jersey. Yeah. Sorry for the spelling yeah. of Facebook City, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, and thank you, problems. thank you, Duncan, who is on hold. He can verify the banana split blizzard is not uh, not on the menu, but you can order it, no problem. So thank you, Duncan. We'll pass that along. All right, let me see what else I have from this terrible segment. <laughs> <laughs> A survey of two thousand Americans found that seventy seven percent. 
food, uh, felt food-related FOMO, a fear that they would miss out on the latest oh. food trend. You know, it's got to be Marissa. Marissa, yeah. exactly. <laughs> she doesn't have FOMO. We no. get FOMO from her. Yeah. Yeah. I, but she has FOMO if she misses, like, a cool restaurant opening, I think. Like, she, she likes being a part of that scene. She's kind of looking up in the air going, I don't know, maybe, sort of. Yeah, I just added to my list. Yeah, all right. She works it. I mean, we learn about those places through you. Yep. And Okay. I wanted to ask her a question about restaurants. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just, um, any restaurant recommendation, uh, you know, Marissa's a great source for it. But sometimes uh, stuff will will happen. And I think, like, like if you missed an opening because you were in Vegas getting married, for example, (laughs) would you you feel like um, you had FOMO there? I mean, while we were in Vegas, we, like, looked up what the good restaurants were there and, like, found them. And I went to, like, Mark Vetri's restaurant at the top of the Palm because I was like, wow, when else am I going to be in Vegas? I should go to Mark Vetri's restaurant here. I admire that. Hey, uh, so did you, where's this off-air? on air, you were telling us about the little container that you and Matt put of restaurants in there, and yes. you would draw them. It was off air, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was off air. Yeah. Alright, tell about your plan and then what you ended up doing. Uh, it was a bunch of Christmases ago, because um, there's always that joke of like, where should we eat? Where should we eat? So I made a jar and filled it up with a bunch of restaurants on little pieces of paper. That you've never been to? That I've or... never been to, okay. or I want to go to, or I wanted right. to go to with Matt that we hadn't been to together. Um, and we used it like twice. And I think the first time maybe So the idea success... was you pull one out, and then that's where you're going? Yes. There you go. Okay. And I mean, I planned it. I color coordinated it <laughs> yeah, by like, um, whether Cuisine. it's like a little fancy, or what neighborhood it's in. So yeah, if it's like God. a rainy night, we don't want to go far. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make medical decisions that <laughs> The second time we used it, I pulled like 10 out and I was like, nah, that one closed. Nah, I don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. (laughs) (laughs) So the spontaneity of it just died. We tried and he tried really hard. I saw something really funny and I don't, I I hope this, this hack, Steve, would actually work. But if you've ever been in a situation where you and your significant other just can't agree upon a restaurant. So what you say to your significant other is, um, if you guys are going out, you say, guess where we're going out to eat tonight? And whatever she says, you go, yep. <laughs> because that's probably where, where she, she wants, wants to, to eat. Yeah. That is a really good idea. I have a second uh, idea a friend came up with where there should be like a dating app type thing where each partner gets served a bunch of restaurants. And when you both swipe right on the same restaurant, it's like, you have a match. You're going here. Right. That'd be good. That's not a bad idea. By the way, I have three testicles. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I like, hate this idea. <laughs> I love Casey's idea. We meant to follow up on this. I don't know where you got it, but uh, uh, Restaurant Club? Yes. was a great idea. Uh, yeah, dinner You're not club, supposed yeah. to talk dinner, about d- it. Dinner Club. <laughs> so you go once a month, mm-hmm. you and another couple. That's right. Um, and each month, uh, the way it goes is one couple picks a restaurant the other couple picks another couple to go with you guys. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing? And then this? You wrote, we we said we were going to do it, and, and then we you, never got around to doing it. How, who was the who was the weak link in that chain that stopped it from continuing? Well, oh, for for us, it was everybody because Time, with kids and scheduling, like that's that really was what the the issue was. Was everybody got really busy? Like the three couples that were in restaurant club all have at least two kids. You know, three kids, and yeah. they all have activities <clears> and blah blah blah. So generally, you can yeah. do it with just one other couple. You can, yeah, and then. The each time you have a different couple joining you yeah. at a different restaurant, and that's fun. It keeps a you know little uh, variety going. We also try to make it BYOs only. Oh, okay, yeah, interesting. All right, so try on food, try out dinner <laughs> yeah. club if you want. By the way, so seventy five percent of the people uh, said they crave food as soon as they see it online. After half have attempted to make recipes they found online, and the average social media user follows ten food related accounts. Oh, there's go ahead. Sixty seven percent. 
would jump at the chance to be a snack influencer uh, when it comes to healthy versus indulgent meals. 60% said that healthy meals are simpler to make, and 41% found indulgent recipes were more Instagrammable. So this is a survey about food and FOMO. After and the Equalizer series, I want the Snack Influencer series with Denzel. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. Snack Influencer. You know, Jen Fred and her uh, cameraman, I always forget his name. Um, Corey. No. Fred anyway, uh, they, cl- they claim to be snack influencers. And yeah. they'll go to Wawa and buy bags of chips and then review them on Instagram. Are, are you easily swayed by pictures? There's a thing that I saw. It keeps popping up on my uh, Instagram. It is through that gold belly. Um, you know, and it is a Brooklyn Death by Chocolate cake. Ooh. I showed it to you yeah, the other day. Steve showed it to me, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy Oh, yeah, this. without question, man. When, I'm going to uh, buy this bitch. I, I was on Pinterest for a little bit, and Pinterest was loaded yeah. with great photos of interesting recipes right. and, huh. and then the recipes themselves. And I did a couple of them. I just kind of, uh, I kind of... Uh, faded out on that. So. Oh, his name is Jared. No, Jared from Subway's on the phone. I was, uh, Marissa <laughs> no. came in and held up a piece of paper and said Jared on yeah, it. She held it up to me. Jared. No, Jared is Jen Fred's cameraman. Oh, okay. If you're looking for the state of the art in pedophilia, Jared. Oh, God. Not the cameraman. Not the cameraman. Not, not him. Come on. No. Why'd you even suggest that? Subway, there's a documentary about it. Watch it. It's messed up. I couldn't get through it. Uh, it's horrible. I had to yeah. Horrible. It well, then you missed all the funny parts. There's a twist where there are a couple of other people. Ugh. They're even they're worse. Direct. Yeah. They're even worse uh, in that. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, we're going to stop talking about pedophiles. Yeah. Uh, although that might be more entertaining than the connoisseur, right. from what I've been told. <laughs> That's what people said. More pedophilia. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay. This is interesting. A woman on TikTok had some interesting opinions about potluck etiquette. And uh, TikTok let her know she had the wrong idea. Katie K was her name. She made a video regarding a potluck she recently attended, specifically a fellow attendee's choice to bring a pizza. And according to Yahoo Life, Katie (laughs) said in the post, I don't think, as a person in my 30s, that I would need to say this to other people in their 30s, but here we are. And she went on to explain how someone brought a pizza for the entire group to share at a potluck, uh, which she disagreed with. She said... That's not how a potluck works. Uh, and she said that multiple times. She felt the need to provide more food on behalf of that person. She said, I order, had to order four more pizzas so that everyone at the potluck could eat pizza. That's not the way it works. No. You don't bring enough food for everyone. No. When you go to a potluck, you bring a dish. That's it. And there are a ton of other dishes. And You're not a caterer. A little bit of each one. Yes. So, yeah, I think whore. she was, you whore. And potlucks don't yeah. necessarily have to be no. homemade either. It's, you can bring a pizza if you want. It's the aggregate. Yeah, it's yeah. aggregate. Yeah. That's what you do. So yeah. it's, it's like, <laughs> it's, well, it's one of her former friends. Yeah, um, yeah no, you, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And liar, so, whore, by the way, liar, whore, you know it. If you go to a potluck, is it implied that you're going to make a dish? Or can you simply it, just buy it? Uh, I think you can just buy it. But okay. I, I think it uh, has a nice <laughs> touch if you <laughs> if you make it yourself. I think I'm, typically that you make, like, that's what it right, was. Like or maybe that's how or, it started. Yeah. But if you're someone like me, you are not going to right. make it. And you'll just bring something. You just put it in a nice dish. And <laughs> right, they yeah, don't yeah. know the difference. I made this. I yeah. am not a big fan of the potlucks. Uh, yeah. Because the you get... Um, you get genre, yes, you, you it get match. style cross contamination yep. uh, in the cuisine. And it, some things just do not 
match well There's together. Like, taco salad dip and yeah. pizza. I, like I, I made I, like I made a mistake and and I made a dish that I'm very proud of that I took to a potluck and it's we have it all the time in my house. I made chicken fried rice. Yeah. Okay, it's really good. But fried rice is not something you expect at a potluck. You know, you expect uh, potato salad right. and, uh, you know, things that kind of mix together, kind of standards. And not many people ate it. I was a little hurt by that. Because <laughs> it was really I would have eaten it. And I'm not, uh, I don't think you, I kind of find there's a charm to a potluck that there's okay. these things that aren't quite synergizing. I so, wouldn't mind a potluck theme, though. Like, if, if you yeah. did go with the theme and then you have yes. a full meal of, you know, some... The stuff that goes together. I agree. Yeah, you could you could definitely throw a you know an Italian theme out there, or maybe a holiday theme of some Next sort. Time. I have a great theme. You invite invite everyone who hates the connoisseur to bring something. There to you go. <laughs> but if you do the theme, then you run the risk of every like uh, of multiple of the same the same thing. dish, the well, exact no. same dish. Because you, well, but then unless right. you assign, so I'm just that's what I'm thinking of like ones that I've been to. You're on a text chain. I'll bring the guacamole. I'll bring the tacos. I'll bring, right. you know what I mean. So there's not overlap. Right. I'll bring the hookers. Yeah, please, <laughs> someone the bring the hookers. Chat. Could you do a salad one like potato salad and egg salad and macaroni salad? Those aren't yeah. names. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> These hookers are named know. after popular barbecue dishes. <laughs> Imagine a hooker named. My name's Macaroni Tuna Salad. salad. <laughs> Tuna salad. Oh, uh, stay away from her. Pasta, uh, stay away from her. Pasta salad. <laughs> what about the a cat's man? lover though? Oh, man, I have something to tell you. Guys Three bean oh, salad. Right now. Not, no, I'm not yes. Nope, I can't. Okay. You know what? Yeah, so I'm not going to talk until you tell us. Oh, is it, uh... Thank God. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is this all I have to that's do? That's a threat. <laughs> that's all that's what you call a threat. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to do. Is it salad related or hooker related? Both. <laughs> uh, how can we not hear this? Just press it. Turn the mics off. Salad and hooker related is something we have. <laughs> I could say something right. I swear I'm not to God, going it's to. both. The original salad toss. It is. is it it's that? both. Yes, and Marissa knows. She probably doesn't know what I'm talking about, but her and I both know the same thing. What? I can't. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wow. All right, I'm intrigued. Uh-huh. Uh, Chuck's well, walking up to the microphone right now, guys. Okay. Uh, we don't have a Chuck. Chuck. There we go. Oh, we don't have a theme for Chuck. We got to get one. What's going on, Chuck? I think this is the most entertaining connoisseur <laughs> I've ever heard. Thank you, Chuck. Well, yeah. you really bummed me out. You really were, were, were bringing me over, man, when you told me that, because this is one of my favorite segments. Oh, so now you got it from me? Yeah. So that's out there, too? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you, you have these press, you know, you have these lunchtime chats. Yeah. This, what, this was and, in yeah. your office. This was not a lunchtime and, and chat. You, and you think, you think you're talking to one person. Right. Off the record. And, and maybe maybe yeah. that person used to be your best good work friend. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. But why don't? How come we're not told Listen, about these things? Because it's not an, at an alarming level. It's, it's micromanagement. It's, re, it's relative to some of the other characters. It's not like we're, 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 we're reciting Hitler's favorite speeches. <laughs> it's it, it's a small percentage point. Of course, right? of course, you would be told if you needed to be told. Right. Well, who's who's yeah. the favorite character of uh, Kathy? Of those I don't remember, but um, <laughs> yes, we can, we can post the whole study on the website <laughs> if, if you want to. <laughs> Uh, this is the kind of thing I think you just you reveal on air. <laughs> By the way, Chuck says he saw a black spot on your X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right. Wait, well, real quick. Do people like it or not? Yeah. 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 Are we ever going to get the story on air, or is it not a hooker salad? <laughs> hooker salad. Oh. Is everyone enjoying the hooker salad? 
I put extra tuna in it. No, I don't think it, I don't and think some, it can be told. Do you have any dress? Oh, you don't put dressing on it. You put pus. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do another connoisseur moment here. Um, deep from the file. Maybe we need to change the approach. Oh, deep from the files of the connoisseur. Oh, no. I have a quick follow-up personal story. Uh, I tried the uh, banana trick. Yeah? We're putting a uh, no, saran, saran wrap oh. on top of the stems <laughs> of the bananas to see if they hold fresher. I thought this was a Kama Sutra thing. No. Uh, and I did indeed notice that they stayed fresher. Did they? Like by about a minute. day or two. Which is pretty decent. Yeah, for, for bananas because they ripen so quickly. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do that every time. Because wow. we've talked about, you know, Friday bananas. Yeah. And your Friday banana sometimes is a little too mushy, a little too overripe. It ain't a Wednesday banana. And so, That was the B side of... Uh, the banana boats. <laughs> so I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to report that the banana trick did indeed right. seem to be right, successful. Cool. So I'm going to keep doing that. And what? what, was, what? So- Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the paper bag thing that was associated with that? If you you're were, with you... a woman who's unattractive. <laughs> no. If you want to ripen it quicker, if you get green bananas, right, okay. and you want them to be uh, ripening quicker, you put them in a in a bag. What uh, produce has the shortest window of ripening and rotting? Oh, is it the banana? Bananas, okay. yeah. Yeah. Avocado has a short window. Yeah. Yes. Well, it depends on when, how you buy it. Right, but so, a store? Oh, or after it's cut, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so th- there's an old joke that's, uh, I'm so old, I don't buy any green bananas. Uh, yeah. Because, oh, right, yeah. yeah, they they ripen so quickly. But um, There was Sam Kennison, right? I don't know, huh. really. Uh, <laughs> it was anonymous. Oh. That's who it was. All right, listen, can we do one more? Yeah, yeah. please, come on. I mean, this has been painful enough for the audience. <laughs> do you want to hear about uh, the perfect apple or uh, kids and table manners? Does it matter at this point? No, because no one's listening. <laughs> I am. I love this. <laughs> and it's been well explored that I am not a foodie. Yeah, All right, this is yeah. true. And you, and you, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, okay, let's go Was with Chuck it. The, uh, Which one? Then? Which one, Chuck? I'm sorry, what? Which one Kid, of the two Kids selects? and table manners or the perfect apple? Oh, kids and table manners. Okay, yeah. so oh, yeah. the little rugrats. If you want your kid to have good table manners and eat their broccoli, you may have to lead by example. A survey of 2,000 parents found that 53% of kids eat veggies to mimic their parents, and 42% eat with their mouth closed due to lessons learned at the dinner table. Eat like me, little bastard. Um, so the most commonly understood table rules among kids from 0 to 6 are, uh, number one, using please and thank you. Number two, eating with their mouths closed. Number three, learning how to hold utensils. Uh, Number four, asking nicely for second servings. Uh, Number five, finishing what's on their plate. Can Uh, I guess number six? Yeah. Sharing your salad hooker. No. Letting others talk. Uh, Number seven, not screaming. And number eight, not burping. Huh. By the way, speaking of using utensils... Uh, boy, you guys would have enjoyed seeing my dad try to eat sushi the other night. Oh, my God. You know what I meant to ask you? Did he like it? He did like it. Okay. And Send this back. It's not cooked. No, I go, I go, Dad, you, uh, uh, we can get you a fork if you want. You know, I I know how to use chopsticks. So he tried with the chopsticks. I know. I've used them before. And I sat there and watched him trying to pick up a piece for about five minutes. No. God bless him, though, for hanging in there. And I'm sitting there going, Dad, (laughs) you are mutilating that thing. Son, I'm literally starving to (laughs) death. And he would not give in. He was using the wrong end of him. He started trying to stab it with (laughs) I'll tell you what. 
I think you you have to get like you talk about. We talk about the yips. You get out of your head and just fig, just go with it, and you'll pick it up. I think people place too much chopstick. I you can't know, do it. I, I cannot do it. I've I tried teach a you number of times. You can do it. So many people have tried to teach. I can okay. teach you. And then they're like, why can't you do it? What are you doing? Well, the bottom one is like the base. <laughs> it doesn't move. And then the top one is the one that you move uh, with your with your fingers. And yeah. and so, you, you're yeah, you're pushing up against a... Uh, what's that? That's it. Exactly. Yeah, pretty easy. And the way you were just fingering yeah. is exactly the way you do it. Yeah. So... so I really want you to try a Philly roll because I think you would like it. And so I have, I'm, I'm trying to get into sushi. I've not. Uh, um, well, everyone roll, speaks. It has salmon, and you yeah. like salmon, I, and I, it's and got you cream like cheese. Raisins. You like salmon. Salmon. It's got raisins. No, I, I, I want you to enjoy it. I want to see you enjoy it. So I've had. Uh, I actually. <laughs> this is making this much loathed connoisseur that much worse. But but I have I have. Um, I I well, smoked salmon is something I never yeah. thought I would like, and I lo- so it's probably similar. Yeah, I think right? it's up your alley. All right. You like rice? You like raisins? Really? You like raisins? <laughs> Here we go. By the way, just to count, I think I have about another 30 seconds if you're tuned away and want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah. us a minute. Connoisseur is almost over. Are going to do the apple one? What's that? Are we going to do the apple one, or are we gonna, I'm not going to do the apple one? Uh, no, it was one or the other. Oh. I can. I mean, it's why? I mean, yeah, why? I'll do it because it, it may get buried and never. It's like, never it's like shooting a, a dying man. All right, last thing: uh, scientists at the University of Maryland have, may have just developed the perfect apple. Uh, the two Come quick. new apple types uh, can tolerate heat, are low maintenance, and easy to harvest. Best of all, they're delicious. This means you'll be able to eat apples in a blast furnace. The red and yellow varieties have already been approved for uh, patents. Uh, Apple innovations can help combat labor shortages and climate change, so American consumers can continue baking fresh pies. Is there a military branch that is involved with apples? There may be a shadow uh, group out there, Steve, that I'm not aware of. (laughs) And and the the acronym is is Apple. Uh, Professor Chris Walsh said these trees require a lot less hand labor compared to apples that are available to growers now. And the trees for these apples will be shorter and easier to harvest as well. Uh, so, they're, yeah, they're constantly trying to create, you know, uh, produce in different and ways. Hybrid, hybrids. Hybrids, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's your garden going, by the way? Um, we went a little early with it because we got through this cold spell and we're having some issues. But it's all right. Well, we're tending to... Premature vegetation? It's going to be a while before, uh, you know, we have any yield uh, okay. from it. But, uh, yeah, we're working on it. I'll all let right. you know. Nick, you the, have a... Uh... The lettuces and cabbages are doing wonderful. That's good. They yes. can do They do well in cold weather. They do. Yeah. Uh, yep. Steve, Enough we... of this. It's inside. we got to watch <laughs> Diagnosis Murder. We, uh, yeah, we have tabled any plants because... Of, oh, really? Because it got so cold huh. uh, two or three nights. It was, like, you know, down in the 30s or whatever. So we were just nervous about. I'm thinking of giving up my cattle. Did you know, by the way, you can't put um, spinach in the fr- uh, freezer? No, it brings bad luck. No, it uh, it doesn't ruin not, it. It does not keep. Okay, yeah, I did it, and it came out like soup. Uh... It came out like so. Wait what, a what, second. When you, when you thaw, you it. have a magical freezer. If you remember, <laughs> it was your freezer that changed yes, the yes. colors of M and M's. What goes on in that freezer? So I bought a bag of, of spinach and put it in the freezer uh, because we had other spinach. Is so it like I, the sorting hat? I, I don't know what happened. And I thought, oh, this will help keep it, and we'll be able to have this spinach, the second bag of spinach, next week. I was wrong. He took it out of the freezer, and it, it was like it, it, it almost melted. Huh. It was really bizarre. Okay. we Because we put kale. Yes, kale you yeah. can do. Yeah. Spinach, what, what, apparently not. No. What the F is going on? I don't know. Don't know. Wait, real quick. I just Googled it because I wanted to see the first sentence says, you can definitely freeze spinach. <laughs> yeah, in fact... <laughs>
I, I remember when I was a kid, we, we would buy frozen spinach. Maybe you, know? you should close your freezer door. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's probably problem, what's boy. going on there. Something weird. I, yeah. Nick, I, did you put it? Did you leave it in the container, or did you put it in Ziploc bags? I did not put it in. Ziploc Wait a second. Bags. But don't that you just you? Most refrigerators have a, a crisper, like a like a, a section for you. Yeah, your, but he's saying a freezer. Yeah. So we have so, a chest freezer downstairs. So do you buy? You like long-term spinach, or I bought uh, <laughs> no, you like bagged uh, spinach, yeah. you know, baby spinach. Uh, it's for, for that barbecue next year. I do it. I put uh, the that spinach in the the, the Wawa mac and cheese. Remember, because it makes it healthy. <laughs> exactly. And, it uh, suddenly makes it medicine. And, but no, I, I put it in the freezer, thinking that it would help keep for a week. But okay. Kathy, I did not put it in a ziplock bag or like a, a Tupperware container or anything like that. Maybe oh, I should have. Kathy's done that. on saladhooker.com. <laughs> oh the best info. All right. Uh, we need to check the M&Ms, though, to see if they change colors. I thought yeah. we needed to give them more, a couple more days. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was an experiment, and Nick noticed that he put multiple color M&Ms in a freezer, and they both came out. All of them fridge. came out with just two colors. When yeah. did we do that thing with the Skittles? Was yeah, that Tuesday? No, I think we got to wait till Monday okay. to do it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I forgot. God bless America. America. No, we'll check that on Monday. <laughs> um, I, there was a, pull up the Twitter poll, please. Oh, sure, yeah. There was about 1,200 votes. You can, you can, uh... Yeah, but the... All right, there's about 1,200 votes. Oh, wait, wait, Nick is refreshing the, the it. The poll's wrong, though. 1,300. It, Why is it wrong? Because it wasn't, do you like it or not? It was more like, which do you like the most? It's okay. So, yeah, it so, doesn't matter. I just wanted to fight know, the good do fight. You like the we'll make sure everyone hates it. Do you like the connoisseur or not? And 84% of the yeah. voters That seems yes. fine to me. Yeah. But... Casey, you want people to hate it more, correct? No, no, I want people to hate the historian because I hate the historian. <laughs> okay. So, I love the connoisseur. I want people to hate the historian. I think, <laughs> I think it's those 16% that take radio surveys. Okay. <clears throat> Must be. All right, and, and who do you like seeing come into the room least of the <laughs> members of the show? Right now? It <laughs> just makes you sad right now. Uh, quick update. Nick, you can, yes, you can freeze spinach, but you cannot thaw it out and have it as a salad. It is going to get watery and wilted. Okay. All so right. you, could, you could cook it after that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, you can use it as smoothie. camouflage for G.I. Joe's. I put it outside for the rabbits. <laughs> okay. uh, we're oh, done. Connoisseur's done. Connoisseur's got to go. We should end each connoisseur segment with an apology to the audience since they can't stand it. A connoisseur's got to go. So sorry. I need to record myself on the phone saying that. <laughs> One more time, Santa. I'm sorry. Oh, no, here we go. Uh, Santa's got to go. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll come back uh, with a, 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 a less popular, or a more popular uh, segment. Uh, stay with us, friend. We'll be right back. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation. You feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders. 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, I uh, just want to mention this again. We have a new Daily Rush video. It's called the Amish Underground Fusion <laughs> Reactor. I have to check that out. Uh, and it says, we all think that we know how the Amish live, but we never fathomed just how much technology actually lies below the surface. And you can go to WMMR.com slash Daily Rush to see the video and any others that you may have missed. Plus, it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at Xfinity. Dot com. Uh, shall we rifle through the junk drawer? Yeah! yeah. Another much-hated bit. Yes. Chuck said we should do the connoisseur again. All right, let me reach in and By see the way, we if I may, people always ask what this song is now. because And it's one of my favorite songs, but I still don't know the title of it. Swing Out Sister? Is that what it is? Let's go with that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I found something. What? Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta hit the he button. He fell in. Yeah. I think, or, or wait, is that? No, no, no. Swing Out Sisters, the band. The band, Am I the Same Girl. That's, That's it. it. Yeah, Am I the Same Girl. Okay. Um, Swedish death cleaning. Swedish right. death cleaning. Yes. It may sound like a funeral ritual, but it's actually all about living in the present. The longstanding uh, uh, in Swedish practice further popularized with the book called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning by Margaret Magnuson. Involves a person going through their things so they don't burden their loved ones with too much junk when they die. Oh, jeez. Uh, but okay. death cleaning isn't just for those near death. Anybody can do it anytime, before or after a big life change, or if you're simply sick of all the clutter around you. Yes, I see this, I see this as being very applicable to giving yourself sort of a parameter to operate in, like, do I... Because I, my thing is, have I used this in the past six months? Mm-hmm. Have I used this? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the likelihood I'm going to use this? And then it's out. But you could also apply the, do I want to leave this here for someone else to deal with? Yeah. And that could also help as well. I death clean every day. I know you do. <laughs> I knew this would speak to you. I'm in, I'm in desperate shape to do something like this, to do a massive clean out of sentimental things that have hung on for a long time. And do I really need all those kids? Need all those, yeah. need all those kids. <laughs> Um, I think there are smaller sentimental things that I can hang on to, but there's there's a lot of big things that it's like, really, dude, no, just get rid of it. And I think I'm going to have to do a mess yeah. clean out soon. I worked with a professional organizer one time, and um, she said for that specifically, sentimental items, she said, get a box, and everything you have has to be contained in that box. Right. So, you, so you get a box of whatever size can fit is you know fits in in your basement or wherever you're going to keep it. Right. And she said, keep it. To that size. Yeah. That was was actually, when we moved into our house about, I guess, about six years ago, did not want one of those situations where there's, like, two empty rooms with unpacked boxes from the initial move Uh that never get dealt with. I wanted to have a little bit of a restrictive methodology to to the, you know what I'm saying? So that... We would have to say, okay, we need to get this stuff out of here because I didn't want the option of just putting it in that room. Yeah, Steve, we still have those boxes. Oh, in the do garage, you? Yeah, which yeah. Is, it's just it's frustrating, and and 
I want to go through them before they, I throw them right, away, and I, right. just, I haven't gotten around to doing it yet. <laughs> uh, Kathy, has um, having a son complicated your desire to throw things away? No. <laughs> Not even I, take, like... I take pictures of his schoolwork, like all that okay. stuff that, that you would want to save. Um, I take pictures of it. I, I was saving all of it in the beginning, and then I would I would literally have these big boxes of like art projects when i got to like second grade i'm like this is ridiculous i'm not yeah. doing this so i the cute things that he wrote or said or whatever um i took pictures of i have a few things mm-hmm. from each year that you save one or two yeah that i'm gonna keep but i will take pictures of you know when he was you know student of the month or you know whatever mm-hmm. it was i'll take a picture of that and put it in i have a folder on my phone by the way the gentle art of swedish death cleaning is now a tv show streaming on peacock if you want to check that out, huh. that follows three Swedish death cleaners, Ella Engström. Nice to meet you. An organizer, uh, Johan Svensson. Nice to meet you. A designer. <laughs> and Katrina Blum. Nice to meet you. A psychologist. And Amy Poehler narrates it. <laughs> she narrates it. She serves, she's the executive producer. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah. And, and, and they, so they, uh, they assist Americans in Kansas City trying to tidy up their lives. Why, why do they get the benefit? Materially and emotionally. Well, the NFL draft. Oh, oh okay. That's, it's there, yeah. In, yeah. yeah, it must be it. Uh, so, um, yeah, this might be an interesting show to kind of nudge you along if you do need to do some uh, cleaning out of the house. You know, when this becomes a thing like when when people first when they first move into a dorm room and and you know you you're you're learning how to maximize your space mm-hmm. and learning how to. You know, you have your room at house, but when you you have like your first apartment or whatever, learning how to consolidate and get rid of crap makes a big difference. Uh, they said that. Um, how did how did uh, Jeffrey Dahmer do it? Uh, they said you really want your home as well as your bigger life to be a reflection of your purpose and or of what you value and how you want to treasure life, and that's why this is such a life affirming show, even though it carries the word death in the title. Uh, still, death looms over the show. In American culture, we don't talk about death much. Swedish culture is more open about it. Uh, everyone will die, after all. If you want to see the movie Midsummer, you can find out more about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Fun, fun movie. Uh, but they said, that re- remember that death cleaning canon should also be fun, rummaging through heirlooms, bring up happy memories to cherished blankets, old costumes, things like that. What's the full title again? Uh, it is called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. There's another shot of Sweden that I watch called The Gardening Pedophile. Oh, which oh. Is, that's... It, it doesn't... It's not what you think. No. Yeah. Uh, by the way... <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that Abe, Fro- Abe yes. Simpson? Oh, not yes. Abe Simpson. Ah, Dad! Oh, where were we? Dad! <laughs> By the way, call J-Dog Junk Removal if you want to get oh, rid yeah. of it. They're fantastic. Man, yeah, I wish we'd done that for, for my grandfather before he passed. He died in like uh, 2000, 2001. And I think I told you guys this before, but... He had a classic baseball card collection, including Babe Ruth. Wow. And, and, and uh, Steve, it just... We never found it. Are you kidding? <gasps> yeah. A Babe Ruth card? And it was it was because we didn't clean it. We didn't organize it before wow. he passed. And it was just like, it was boxes. And uh, Kathy, it would have... Do you think someone absconded with it? No, I think it just got tossed. Oh, you know, my I, God. Because there were, we ended up throwing so much stuff away because nobody had organized it leading up to his passing. Okay. I'm not going to have trouble with my parents, though, because I got how I am from my mom. She throws away everything. So there's, like, nothing. Even pictures, like, baby pictures of us. When we moved into our own houses, she was like, here you go. Here's wow. your baby pictures if Take you want. this crap. <laughs> See, and my dad has one little drawer that he keeps his sentimental things in. So it's, my they do not have James a lot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I even have a Coke spoon. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> no, well, my dad was engaged before my mom, and we when we learned that as kids, we were interested, and so we wanted to like see yeah. a picture. And he was like, "I have nothing. Your mom threw everything else." Oh yes, of course she did. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else we have here? Uh, let me go back into the junk drawer. Singer-songwriter Mariel Darling took to TikTok to share the latest horrifying dating trend. It's called being zombied. Yeah. <laughs> when, when this was explained, it made sense. She said it's like ghosting, but he comes back from the dead after a couple months and hits you <laughs> up. That's great. Uh, she added that uh, dating in New York City is very much like a zombie apocalypse mixed with the Thriller music video uh, because all these boys are tap dancing around commitment. So so they ghost you first. Yeah. And then later on try to come back around. And, and get it working again. Um, yeah. Which is tough because ghosting is... Um, that's a slap in the face to it, someone. It, it's it's now, wrong to do that. If you break up, yeah, and then maybe you roam back around, which I remember doing that for sure, and, and you know coming back around for maybe you know you know something. Yeah, uh, but um, little hooker salad. But if you do the uh, if you do the ghosting and then come back around, it uh, can be a bit much. So uh, people in the comments agreed and shared personal zombie experiences. One person said, "Have you ever noticed that they all zombie you at the same time? Like, why are four guys from my past all hitting me up on the same day?" Uh, someone wrote, mine is a, has a Jesus Christ complex. It comes back every three days. <laughs> you know what I'd say to this also is that you, um, for as big as major cities can be, you know, if you're, or it doesn't have to be a major city. I just always, that's my first perception of this. Um, you're the, sometimes the, the dating pool can breed a lot of familiarity. You oh, know, sure. you know what I'm saying? There's lots of fish in the sea, but I have people say, there's less than you think. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this before, but Philly especially, you know, yeah. it's the, what is it, the, the biggest small town in the world. Right. And, uh, People, you run in circles, and if you, it's like Casey and Delco. Like, right. if, if Casey doesn't know that person, he knows somebody who knows that person. Right. So this is the same thing here with the zombieing. Uh, according to dating experts, Samantha Jane, this trend actually has been around as long as relationships have been, and players love to zombie. She said it can be extremely damaging and confusing, impact impacts self-confidence, and leaves someone feeling anxious about abandonment. Uh, then when the person reappears, can give a sense of hope and a painful reminder of the random departure. And it's annoying being around someone who's always... <laughs> like a zombie. Uh, when an old flame that you are are over, returns out of the blue without an explanation, expects things to be normal, it is cruel and can leave you feeling bewildered. So it's nothing new. No. I mean, it's just got a name to it now. So that's the thing about most of these is, you know, this is just the way people, you know, some people act. And and, uh, now it's being labeled. You're right about ghosting. Ghosting is just... And I did it. Did you ghost someone? I was a puss. I just hate confrontation and... Uh, I, I wouldn't do it now the yeah. way I am now. Because your wife would complain. Yeah, she would be upset about it. <laughs> yeah. But I, but if I were in that position, I wouldn't do it again. But no. yeah, I was I was a classic ghoster. Yeah, just I, like not calling him back. I, ne- I never did that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me go back into the junk drawer. All right, this gentleman, uh, Sam Hoke, uh, he knows a lot about dogs. After years of working with hundreds of breeds during his career as a professional dog trainer. Hoke has become something of an expert when it comes to their behavior and temperament. And uh, Sam recently shared the top dog breeds he would never own himself. Uh, TikTok listened in closely, and what he had to say wound up surprising a lot of people. 
What he did not mention were a few that you might think be, would be difficult would be difficult to own because of their demeanor. Like Dalmatians, they're supposed to be a little cantankerous. Yeah. Uh, Rottweilers and pitbulls have bad reputations. He didn't mention any of those, uh, but uh, he just had one word to say, and that was doodles. Yeah. He's not a fan of the doodles. He said, golden doodles, sheep doodles, burner doodles, no matter the mix. Hoke says that doodle breeds are the number one breed of dog that he would never have as a pet. Oh, my God. And his reasoning? I don't have it in this particular article. No, no, it would have to be with, um, you know, training, with uh, being able to... um, Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Reggie's great. Uh, he's trained really well. He doesn't, <laughs> do, he doesn't do anything we ask. Did you train him to yeah. stick his nose in people's ass? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what about eat the thing. floor? I'm like, here, go tell me what Preston had for dinner last night. <laughs> Who's the one who, who puked on the uh, washroom? Reggie. Roasters? That's Reggie. That was Reggie. So Reggie's got a, he's got a uh, wonky stomach, but uh-huh. uh, he doesn't do anything unless you have a biscuit in your hand. And then he's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> he, he's adorable, though. He, I mean, he, listen, the best. yeah. Fozzie's okay. He's a golden doodle? He's a Bernadoodle. Okay. Yeah. And so I wanted a Bernie's Mountain Dog, but they shed a lot, so this was our compromise. But I do have my list of dogs I need to own before I die. And uh, Bernie's is on there. Great Dane's on there. German Shepherd's on there. I got to own, like, a champion level, like a Labrador. We've oh, had yeah. Great Dane, German Shepherd when I was a baby. Yeah. Uh, and um, the... the, the um, uh, the 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 mutts are are, yeah. are always winners. Like Chelsea was a, a blend. Yeah, and I God, I love that dog so much. You know, she was fantastic. But I think next on my list is Great Dane. God. Great Danes are amazing. I'm not a fan of the big dog breeds. Yeah, not a fan of them. What about uh, like I, medium size? Mediums are okay, and I love. I'm a little dog guy. I love little dogs. I used to hate your little dogs, though. Don't act like little dogs. Um, one of them does. Haley, oh, really? The girl, yeah, she's yippy. She's got, a, I think she's must somewhere along the line got some chihuahua or something like that. She's a little high strung. <laughs> the but footage had, you showed we, of them at the beach. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, is simultaneously Bear adorable. Terrifying. They took off like a rocket. <laughs> Growing up, we had, uh, we had a Cocker Spaniel, adorable. Yeah. We had a teacup poodle, yeah. uh, which had a, which did not have a little dog demeanor. That one was very timid. Sometimes you get, listen, yeah. any dog that's got a more timid right. um, uh, demeanor about them, I prefer that, just personally. Because when the dogs are, are jumping on you and things like that, it kind of, uh, I, I know it, it's loving and everything, but it's a bit much. Do you know what happens? Whatever, and it always is the case, whatever you say I'm not a fan of, when you eventually end up with one, you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, little dogs that I will own later on in my life. Uh, one is a cockapoo. Yeah, I like those. And then also, there's another blend that's out there that is a it's a yellow lab, or or maybe it might be a retriever, um, uh, dachshund mix. And what ends up happening is it looks like a puppy its entire life. <laughs> right. Well, you can bonsai them too if you bind them. You just tie. Yeah. You just- <laughs> <laughs> you take some material uh, and you wind uh, it really, really yeah, tight and they'll never grow. grow. So today is April 28th. I want you guys to ask me this question before uh, Christmas break. And the question is, uh, do you now own a dog? Because I am getting... Oh, you're getting from, the pressure. I'm getting, I'm getting it from Andrea and I'm getting it from Ben. And uh, it'll probably be a golden retriever uh, because I've had goldens my whole life and I love them and they're, they're just the best. 
Um, when you do, by the way, can't, I a lot will. of people Steve. don't think that they can get no. that they can get like a, like a pure breed or something. To, you know, yeah. there's loads out there that are available that are in uh, shelters. Every time we have this conversation, your name comes up <laughs> uh, because also in the conversation is, uh, or maybe we should just get another cat or both. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, I, think, I like that thinking. I think by the end of the year, uh, we'll be dog owners as well. Uh, they're All right. awesome. All right, we'll ask you later on. All right, back into the drawer. So there's a company called uh, Zafalto, a French space company. They're planning to launch luxury trips to space aboard a high-tech balloon. And this is different than a rocket trip. The trips will accommodate up to six guests. Anyone is welcome to purchase a ticket if you have at least $130,000 to spare, that is. Uh, The trips of which the company is planning to host 60 per year starting in 2025 will last for six hours each. And guests will get the chance to eat delicious food and sip on tasty wine during their experience. So you get this full... This is a fixed, anchored... No. Oh, it is not? Not that I know of. Okay. Uh, I believe it goes up in sales. You know? Really? Yeah. I, I don't think it's tethered. It, so Steve, it goes, it goes, if it is, it, I, it didn't mention it. It goes to the article. edge of, of space? Yeah. Yeah, so the balloon is about the size of uh, Paris's uh, Sacre Coeur. Which means scrotum. And it's attached capsule. <laughs> it's sacred heart. <laughs> uh, flown by two onboard pilots uh, will depart from France. For the first 90 minutes, passengers will ascend at the speed of 13 feet per second, only to then sit at an altitude of 15.5 miles, roughly three times out of a commercial plane, and for three hours while enjoying the view from the stratosphere and the unique space experience after that, the low-carbon capsule, dubbed Celeste, will find its way back to Earth. Uh, they said uh, the owner uh, said, we chose 15.5 miles high because it's the altitude where you are in the darkness of space with 98% of the atmosphere below you so you can enjoy the curvature of the Earth and in the blue line. This so is, you're you're not weightless at that point, obviously. No, he said you experienced your escargot would be flying all around the. You experience the darkness of space, but without the zero gravity experience. So, okay. So the question would be, as with any ballooning, once yeah, how do you, do you control up? the landing? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the experience will be nothing like shooting uh, in spaceboard a rocket. The balloon is employed. Uh, to offer a much more eased and relaxed experience to passengers. And unlike real astronauts, no prior training is required. Yeah, I don't think they would have a 15-mile-long tether. You know what I mean? Though they talk about these elevators. They talk about these other things that are, they're they're fixed to the ground. They're, you know, I don't know how they're pulling that off or Uh, will pull that off. Inside the capsule is designed in the name of French luxury and uh, minimalism. Uh, the interiors will be created under the director of uh, Joseph de Rennes, It is a balloon. A French designer who has worked on the look of the Balmain and Givenchy Parisian stores. You want me to decorate a balloon? Uh, and it will be a, a Ramon Glacé. <laughs> Maron Glacé. Maron Glacé. It is the color hookers wear. <laughs> and Can if I try you're... on that brown color? <laughs> Anxious about your upcoming trip to space, uh, Zavalto has thought about that, too, including in the ticket price also is the option to speak to a psychologist before your flight who will be able to offer the guidance that you might need to prepare you for the unique experience. What is the what is the price again? $132,000. Okay, so there's also, if you go the contrary way here, you go, you can take the ride down to the Titanic. That is, and then there's the Marianas Trench Dive. Okay. 
So uh, there are... Uh, there, there, How they, much does that cost they, you? I think it's probably in the same range. Okay. You know, so you're talking about, um, what is it, down to Titanic is about four or five hours of descent. Oh, I don't know. Oh, and, God, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and then you then you stay for... You can only stay for a while, and then you're back up. But yeah, right. it's Yeah, this is, this is six hours. I think that's... Um, I, I I mean it's not a good deal per se, right. but uh, I think you get a fair amount out of it, and you get to kind of hang out and, sure. and wine and dine and and uh, enjoy it that way. Oh, well, and the food we assume is going to be excellent, French <laughs> food. It's not going to be like like Southwest. Um, Here's your nuts. All right, <laughs> one more story. Okay, I'm going to mention this. Kathy and I were talking about this. She uh, she was there. I don't know if you get no. I don't know if you gave me the story. Yeah, you did give me the story, and I think we should do this at the oh. Keenan's live broadcast. Yeah, a gentleman by the name of Jarmo Slutter of the Netherlands has been named the winner of the 2023 European Gull Screeching Championship. Oh my God! Oh, I love this. <laughs> having defeated all challengers at the event held annually in a cafe. In a Belgian coastal town. And the reason I think this would be great to do at Canaan's number one, we're at the beach. There's yeah. gulls all over the freaking place making noises. And my friend, Lori Chapman, we were at the beach one day, and her, her husband, Will, goes, have you heard Lori's uh, seagull impression? And I go, no. And I wasn't expecting much. Oh, my God. Do, do we have audio of, of the uh, of the competition? There you go. Hang on, there's more. That's the type that Lori, Lori does. that? Yes. Oh I love that. So, if you can do that, I think we should do that. We at should. Kenan's. I think that's it's a great idea. It's noisy, and we're at the beach. Makes a lot of sense. So, we'll have to see if we have people who actually can pull that type of thing off. And for this particular contest, people were dressing up as birds and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you got to sell it. We'll have to make sure we sell it. So, the five judges are true seagull lovers who uh, evaluate contestants based on their seagull acting skills as well as their screeching abilities. Are you... <laughs> it's performance. Are, are, are you uh, a seagull hater or a seagull... I'm a little... Or are you agnostic? I, I don't hate them. Um, I, I think... Um, I think people do stupid things to make them act stupid. Yeah. Uh, if you leave a bag of chips out, that's on you, man. It's all that. You yeah. know? Uh, but I, I find... When they take something out of my hand, I hate them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're, if you're standing there with a, a hot dog or whatever, one swoops down and grabs a bun or something like that, then yeah, screw that bird. <laughs> screw um, you, bird. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I find myself watching them i think they're uh, I, I at do the love, beach yeah i love i think uh, they're cool i love the sound yeah. like you know uh not on your your blanket but in you know in the distance to me it's it's a very melodic but i have seen uh amateur beachgoers letting their kids feed the feed the seagulls and and, then, and, and you're just asking for a, a, reena a, a, a hitchcockian reenactment well that's why they get they've over the years over the the you know, many many years that we've interacted together on this earth they've become brazen because of that yeah you know I think naturally they would see humans as um you know a, a predator yeah or, or, I, yeah something they would not want to fly near I think the only time it's ever okay to like do that like feed seagulls like that is if you bury your friend up to their neck in the sand and they can't get out yeah. and you put the food around their head do you remember good, when we that's... covered we covered was it Joe we sent yeah. out yeah. covered in um 
It bred. 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 Yes. And yeah. not, not one seagull came no. out. No, they were still one away. damn seagull. <laughs> yeah. He was head to toe in bread. Yep. We tried. Yeah. All right. <laughs> junk drawer, let's close it up. Shut that thing. Because we have uh, money and tickets to give away. Speaking of tickets, Casey, give me some of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, I should yeah. do Guardians since I mentioned that. Uh, we're going to get to MMR's concert cash in a little bit. But beforehand, I'm going to give away some movie screening passes uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We have a screening Wednesday, May 3rd at 7 p.m. at the Regal Warrington. Casey's going to be hosting this. Nice. Uh, so we'll take callers uh, 15, 16, and 17 at 215-263-WMMR. And we will give you those tickets. And by the way, you can text the word GALAXY to 39333, and we'll send you a link to another chance to win passes. That way, if you can't call them right now, you can do that. So text GALAXY to 39333. And by the way, they're doing this cool thing at Rothman Roller Rink at Dilworth Dilworth Park. Uh, Next Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m., is a Guardians of the Galaxy-themed skate. So that should be fun. We're going to break and come back, and i got more Twisted Stories from the Bizarre File for you. Stay with us. from 11 to 1 for the first anniversary of Grocery Outlet, 561 South Broad Street in Lansdale. Now through Sunday, enter for a chance to win a two-minute shopping spree with up to $500 in free groceries at groceryoutlet.com slash giveaway dash Lansdale. See store for rules and details. MMR's Concert Cash. Now, here's your Concert Cash keyword. All right, the word is tip. T-I-P. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it, either on the contest page at WMMR.com, via the MMR app, or text it to the special contest. Short code number 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest, and all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMR BQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale now. Winners will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And for MMRBQ details, text the word FINALLY to 39333. We'll send you a link to the information. Sponsored by Meineke. And the word again is TIP, T-I-P. And Casey pulled up this clip of me saying something. Hang on. Save the tip for me. (laughs) Save the tip for me, I guess, is what I said. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk, want it gone? Got floors, want them clean? Call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Veteran-owned and operated. Started right here in southeastern PA. Call 844-GET-J-DOG or visit jdog.com. Well, a 79-year-old man upset over his neighbor's use of a leaf blower went into the man's yard and shot him in the head, killing him. Yet another one of these random stories, or completely out, uh, inappropriate, crazy, over-the-top, for no reason stories. Uh, Tori Lache has been charged with two counts of first-degree murder in the shooting death of William Martis. Uh, according to the sheriff's office, Lache was using the leaf blower in his own yard at about uh, 7.35 when Martis approached. The two men began arguing when Lache shot March, uh, Martis in the head. Uh, Marty's was pronounced dead at the medical center. So the guy using the leaf blower, it sounds like, was the guy who shot the other guy for complaining about it. Say that again. So Lachey, the shooter was the was the guy using the leaf blower. Yeah, 
And huh. uh, Marty's approach, they began arguing, and then Lachey shot the dude who, who came over to complain. Uh, a firearm was found near the property line. Uh, wait, it says a 79-year-old man upset over his neighbor's use of a leaf blower went to the man's yard and shot him in the head and killing him. So that, that headline doesn't so maybe match. maybe they shot each other. May, no, no, one, only one person did the shooting, but um, I'm not sure who shot who, though. Okay. Well, it's regardless, it's yeah. a tragedy. It's a leaf blower. Come on, Crying man. out loud. My aunt had a friendship end because of a leaf blower one time. Oh, my and gosh. It's, it's a long and complicated story, but it's it, and nobody ended up getting shot. Uh, but, uh, you know, leaf blowers can be divisive. My clarification on this story would be 7.30 a.m. or 7.30 p.m. P.m. Okay. Yeah. So um, it seems to be completely fine. Yeah. Uh, so this is the latest in a series of shootings uh, nationwide over seemingly random events. All right, here's a happy story. A seventh grade student is being hailed as a hero after the driver of his school bus lost consciousness and then he took the wheel on wow. Wednesday. The, yeah. the kid is so, at least from the angle I saw, so calm and collected, it's amazing. Uh, the boy brought the school bus to a safe stop uh, while it was moving. The driver had become lightheaded and lost consciousness. A uh, Facebook picture posted by the proud parents of the hero, young Dylan, attracted grateful responses online. Uh, the police and fire departments responded very quickly, tended to the driver, and the students were safely loaded onto a different bus to make their way home. Watch this footage. It's up on the screen here in the studio. So the, the guy is fanning himself. He's clearly having an issue, the bus driver. Yep. And and you can see he's almost like seizing up. Wow. Yeah, so he's in the, the, the bus is moving at this point. So right. you can see uh, traffic going by and he... He looks like he is. Uh, he's coughing, and um, and how old was the kid? Thirteen, seventh grade. Wow. Uh, so yeah, middle schooler, and uh, and you'll see in a second. He's trying. The, the driver's trying to reach controls, and it's not quite working. So you'll see the kid jump up in a second. That's crazy. Taking a lot longer than it took in the original video. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. oh, there he right. goes. Right. Out. Uh, and now the video's over. Okay, oh, there we so go. No, no, here the school go. district is expected to hold a press conference to share more details. You want to apologize about the length of the video? <laughs> <laughs> Three suspects have been ale- uh, arrested for allegedly throwing large, this is a terrible story, but they got the people, large landscaping rocks toward at least seven cars on Colorado roads last week. The last of the seven incidents claimed the life of a 20-year-old driver named Alexa Bartell. The suspects, all 18-year-old high school seniors, were taken into custody at their parents' homes and are all facing charges of first-degree murder Good with extreme indifference. Um, Additional charges are expected. It's not clear which suspect or suspects identified as Joseph Koenig, Nicholas uh, Carroll Chick, and Zachary Quack. We're driving during the spree, but all three are suspected of throwing rocks. It appears they threw rocks while driving. And around 10.45 p.m. on April 19th, Bartel was driving when someone threw a large rock through her windshield. It hit and killed her. It wasn't... It wasn't a wreck that she it, had. It wasn't the like rock hit her, and they knew what was going to happen. Uh, in the hour, the judge was furious at them, Preston. He he yelled out, "Zachary Quack, don't talk back." Okay. <laughs> in the hour before Bartel was uh, killed, uh, six other cars in the area had rocks thrown at them as well. In two of those incidents, some drivers suffered minor injuries as well. Do you remember the story? Was it here where they they actually had frozen a frozen turkey? Yeah, remember I don't that? know if that was here. It yeah. might have been in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but I do remember that. Uh, the sheriff's office said phone forensics and information from the public helped them uh, to get the arrest. But honestly, know. the parents should be arrested for naming their child Zach Quack. Zach Quack. Mm-hmm. Don't talk back. 
Uh, let's see. Here's a lovely grandfather. A Shanghai man was sentenced to prison for kidnapping his own granddaughter so he could maintain his gambling addiction with the ransom money. Uh, the kidnapping was orchestrated by a 65-year-old man identified by a surname, Yon. And uh, Yon kicked off his plan by picking up his four-year-old granddaughter from her kindergarten and taking her out to eat and shop without her mother's knowledge. The girls then arrived at the school, realized her daughter was missing. She received a message from Yon demanding $72,000. Oh, my God. He said, take out the money in three days or you'll never see your precious daughter again. So he was, was he pretending he was someone else or was he? No, he was. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Buddy, it's gotten away from you. So she called Yon to uh, persuade him to give up on the plot but failed to sway him. He was arrested that evening after his daughter reported him to police. It's going to make it uncomfortable Thanksgiving. And he was charged with extortion and sent to a local prison. He uh, protested the charges in court, saying the kidnapping should be considered a family dispute and not a crime. We have some uh, apple pie for everyone who didn't kidnap. My daughter. Uh, Chinese courts can designate some crimes within families, including domestic violence, as family affairs. And uh, he pled not guilty to the charges. He ended up going to jail. And uh, while serving his sentence, he went on a hunger strike and had difficulty getting along with other prisoners. So he's just a lovely fella. (laughs) All right. And then finally, you know what? I'm going to wrap with this one because it is a a follow-up. It's a story uh, that I have mentioned a few times over the years. But... A clown, this is the the recap of the story, a clown came to Marlene Warren's door on a May morning in 1990, handed her carnations and a balloon, and then shot her dead in front of her son. Remember this. And and on Tuesday, her husband's second wife finally pleaded guilty to being the killer, closing a case that is strangely estranged even by Florida standards. So Sheila Keen Warren pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in a deal that will likely see her released from prison in no more than two years. Two uh, years? Yeah, she's she's been in jail. They've had her since 19... Uh, well, you know, when did they uh, first pick her up? Are there special clown things, the rules that apply? So, long suspected of being the shooter, Kim Warren has been jailed awaiting trial for first-degree murder since 2017. So, she's been in jail for a few years. Uh, when the this trial's a circus. Investigators <laughs> said... <laughs> Improvements in DNA technology prove that a hair found in the clown's getaway car came from her. Uh, she's insisted, however, that she's, she's not the killer. But no, she ended up uh, admitting it. And it's a it's a messed up, long, detailed story, which I'm not going to go into. But yeah, I found the two year thing a little. It seems really. What, what's yeah. that all about? Because she admitted to it. Uh, so Did we talk about the the person the, the the story about the the woman in line in the drive through, Kathy, that it turned out to be a hit. Oh, yeah. around here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did not talk about that. Do you know some of the details on that, Kath? She was in line at... Um, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Just yeah. out of the blue. And her son was in the car. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it ended up being, I believe, the she had a boyfriend. It was her boyfriend's ex, ex-girlfriend who hired a hitman to kill her. They wow. did it in broad daylight. It was in the morning. She was taking her kid to school. Yeah. It seems similar to this story. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, that's it for the B file. You've got about four minutes left to enter the word tip, T I P. And that's for the concert cash giveaway. So you can do it through uh, WMMR.com, the MMR app, or text it to 45911. Don't miss this opportunity. It's just three letters you got to send over to us. Tip. That is the word. As we take a break, am I giving away these? Yeah. All of them? All of them. Shut up. Yep. All right, I have Scream 6 on digital. Whoa. And we'll talk. We'll, we'll start with caller number 10. So 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. 
You will all get it. 215-263-WMMR. Ghostface is back. More terrifying than ever on a rampage in the Big Apple. You can get over an hour of killer bonus content <laughs> when you buy it on digital. Available at participating retailers. There's rated R, so call our 10 through 14. We'll set you up. We'll be back in just a second. Hang out. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, I would like to plug the annual Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event, which is coming up. International Men's March Against Rape, Sexual Assault, and Gender Violence. And proceeds from this event are going to support the Laurel House, their domestic violence shelter and supportive services. So uh, this will be Saturday, May 13th. We're a couple weeks away. And I hope you have a chance to join and uh, get aboard on Team WMMR. You can get registered. You can go to WMMR.com. This will be the first one I've missed in the years. It's been a long time. Yeah. I know you got a wedding that you have to a go wedding. to. So. But well, they're fun. The, the, the experience is such a fun event. If you want, I'll carry your shoes with me. Thank you, uh, Steve. So, it's, yes, it's grown men walking in uh, ladies' high heel shoes. It's a blast. It's a great event. Yeah. And it, man, is it hard to walk in those shoes. <laughs> and we even, we, and Steve and I bailed on like the stilettos years no, ago. No. It's just too freaking hard. But it is a lot of fun. And it's a, it's a symbolic thing walking in women's shoes. And, and since then, since the creation of this, it's, um, uh, Laurel House, uh, you know, uh, men who are uh, domestic uh, violence and, and domestic abuse victims as well are also uh, receiving services and assistance. We know one specifically. Yeah. A good friend of the show who has helped immediately. I mean, was in a really difficult situation. Laurel House stepped in and took care of everything. Yep. 35 bucks. And this is going to be at the Pfizer Collegeville campus on uh, the 13th. It's a Saturday. We hope that you will join us and uh, go to the events page of WMMR.com and then click on community. I think that's where it will be, yes, uh, Nick. So, uh, yeah, welcome out on our shoes. Make sure you join us. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away as a prize pair of tickets for the 2023 Ardmore Outdoor Spring Beer Festival, Saturday, May 13th. Same day, you could go. 
to the uh, Walk a Mile in Her Shoes, and then you go to the Beer Fest. Yes. Yeah. I don't recommend drinking a lot of beer before the, the high heels. You'll shoes. need a beer after. <laughs> yes. All right, so the question that we have for you uh, this morning is, at which department store does Steve like to purchase his old lady bras? <laughs> All right, if you heard that from the 6 o'clock hour, wow, early this morning, uh, 215-263-WMMR. I think it was in the news. I very rarely <laughs> ask a lesson question from the news. I've, I'll be surprised if we get somebody who remembers this. At which department store does Steve like to purchase his old lady bras? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. If you've been around that long, call us now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's is freezing up the flavor for your next coffee fix with their new cold brew, uh, brew frozen coffee. And you can sink your straw into the perfect pick-me-up with three great flavors. as mocha, caramel, and cold brew. And you can get yours today. Let's see where we're going today, Steve. What's up this morning? Well, Kim Kardashian telling Time Magazine she would gladly give up reality TV to become a lawyer full-time. Kim says she wants to impact people's lives for the positive, which, ironically enough, is something she could easily do by giving up reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> Usher telling Access Hollywood that he would love to head the next Super Bowl halftime show. The 44-year-old Usher says he wants to prove he's still got it, even if the it he's got is COPD. Top. <laughs> and finally, Smokey Robinson is opening up about his longtime friendship with Diana Ross, saying the two had a year-long affair back when he was married to his first wife. Robinson says Ross has always been the kind of friend... You could bang while married to your first wife. Wow. <laughs> That's your All right. We are looking for the answer to this. To which department store does Steve get his old lady bras? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, it's Sean. We're going to go to. Hey, Sean, morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful. All right. So, Sean, where indeed does Steve like to purchase his old lady bras? <laughs> well, it's somewhere I love to shop myself in Boscov's. Boscov's! Yeah! Thank you for being us since the 6 o'clock hour this morning. Hang on the line. We're going to give you a pair of tickets for the 2023 Ardmore Outdoor Spring Beer Festival, Saturday, May 13th at Shuffle Plaza. And you can enjoy live music and 50-plus craft brews, 21 to drink, all ages to hang. Tickets are on sale now. VIP packages include an hour pre-fest indoors at Ardmore Music Hall, hosted by Pierre Robert, and ticket giveaways for the Hooters sold-out shows that weekend. You can text Beer Fest. To 39333 for a link to all of the information. All right, we'll get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. I have got big. We're going to change it up. Nice. <laughs> what was that? I did this. I have got. Yeah! <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, I don't know what the full clip is. <laughs> nice. I have got big balls. Oh. <laughs> All right, so just uh, three quick stories for you here. Sammy Hagar's time working with Eddie Van Halen and fronting Van Halen is never far from his thoughts. In an interview with USA Today, the Red Rocker revealed uh, the peak of my musical life was Van Halen. He said, my ego wants to say I was doing great as a solo artist. Well, yeah, I was doing fine, but Van Halen was something, uh, some other thing, man. It was a four-headed monster, and I missed Ed dearly. I guarantee you, if he had full sway over everything, there would have been an Eddie Van Halen tribute by now. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, over two years, two years after Eddie uh, died, 
Uh, he remains very much on Sammy's mind and in his heart. He said, I cherish him more than ever. What happened with us at the end was such a shame. Uh, it's what happens when alcohol and drugs are involved and I'm going through a divorce and it's such a shame. If Van Halen were still together today, we'd be headlining every one of those festivals all over the world. Uh, he went on to say, I miss his unique creativity. He'd play something and I'd go, what, where the hell did that come from? He was so out of left field, so original. That creativity always lifted me. The one thing he did clarify is towards the end, uh, they had uh, they were on really good terms. Yeah. And hanging out, and uh, he knew, uh, Eddie knew he was on the way out. Yeah, it's too bad when that happens at that point, but at least they had that moment. Uh, a new life and career spanning documentary on Carlos Santana. Oh, wow. Titled Carlos has just been announced. Sony Pictures Classic have acquired worldwide rights to the feature-length documentary film about the father of Latin American jazz fusion. Uh, the doc will be directed by Emmy Award-winning filmmaker uh, Rudy Valdez and executive produced by Academy Award-winning producers Brian Grazer and Ron Howard for Imagine Documentaries. Uh, so far, no premiere date set for it. Uh, according to the official announcement, featuring never-before-seen or heard archival footage of music, the film offers an intimate and exhilarating look inside the mind of an elemental force of contemporary music and tell uh, music and oh tells the incredible story of Santana's life uh, from a 14-year-old street musician to a 10-time Grammy winning and three-time Latin Grammy winning global sensation. That should be pretty good. A mass, I was just listening to Z-Bop. Oh, what a great album. Yeah, it's a great album. Phenomenal. And then the last thing, and I only have just the tiniest bit of information about this. Uh, Rivers Cuomo has announced that he'd like for his fans to help him write a new Weezer musical. Hmm. He tweeted out yesterday, does anybody want to help me write the story for a musical, which would be the next Weezer album? We could make a follow-up to uh, Songs from the Black Hole or Start Afresh. And that's all that he wrote, and that's all that I had to say about that. How about uh, the story of, like, a con man trying to sell marching band equipment to a small town? Maybe. That sounds like an original idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a reminder that MMR is celebrating our oh, birthday weekend this weekend. It's in River City. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, Rivers Cuomo. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, see, uh, so, anyhow, the birthday <laughs> p- weekend is this weekend. You're invited to party on air all weekend. Tune in for big five song blocks from the biggest bands to grace the airwaves over the past 55 years. And we thank you, Philadelphia, for rocking 55 years with WMMR. So, that is this weekend, and it starts right away. All right, that's it. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and we will wrap things up and let Pierre take you through the rest of the day. Stay put. We'll be right back. This weekend, MMR celebrates our birthday, and it's no jive. We're 55. 55. 55. 55. And because of that, we're rolling out the Big Five. Big Five song blocks from the biggest and best MM artists from the past 55 years. Bands like Pearl Jam, ACDC, Foo Fighters, Van Halen, and more. Sit back and enjoy the rock, the roll, and everything in between. 55, 55, 55. Thanks, Philly, for 55 rockin' years. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We're currently in uh, no sad bro status. Yeah, we're in full-on mode. Mm. Uh, 10 to 40. Mm. 
on uh, Friday morning. We're going to get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize in a little bit, but uh, some things that we need to do ahead of time. I would like to thank our guest this morning, and, and uh, I've been pronouncing his name wrong all these years. I've always called Michael Rappaport, yeah. Michael Rappaport, and I went ahead and asked him, and he's like, yep, there's a T in there. There you go. Michael Rappaport, Helium Comedy Club tonight. He was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good conversation with him, and uh, one show left, 10 o'clock show, and that's it tonight. rest of the shows are all sold out. He didn't need to come by here. Yeah. And he did, and it was great. And you can go to heliumcomedy.com to get tickets. And then our friend Joe Matarese checked yeah. in. Joe's playing City Winery tomorrow night, and he's doing his greatest hits. <laughs> and you can go to citywinery.com uh, to get tickets. Okay. Do I ask you about this thing you have for us I, well, now? No, I just, I, I had this uh, thought. Um, it's in, like an audio surprise, it's right? It's an audio surprise, but I had this thought during the show, uh, mm-hmm. and then I grabbed Kyle, and I talked to Zach, and uh, we, we recorded a, a present for you guys. That's ah, why nice. you were out of the studio a couple of times yeah, this morning. It, it okay. It didn't have to happen today, but I was like, you know what? I want this to happen today, so I apologize for disappearing a couple of All times. Right. Am I playing this here? Uh, I have it here on the hot key. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. Let's see what this is. Here we go. No, Sandro. No, Sandro. No, Sandro. No, Sandro. No, Sandro. No, Sandro. I love it. It's great. Right? I love it. Little Howard Jones and No Sad Bro. Well done. I assume Kyle's singing. Yeah. Well, Well, Casey's doing that. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the call and response. Right. And did Zach uh, just pull up the music, or is he adding a third part of harmony there? Because Zach can sing as well. He can. I think he might have added the harmony. Yeah, he added the harmony, added a little bit of reverb on Hit there it one as more well. time. Okay. One more time. Let's hear that, yeah. No Sandro. Kyle. No That's Case. Sandro. No Sandro. No Sandro. And that's Zach in there with the yeah, high Zach's, harmony. Oh, yeah, there you go. No Sandro. Dude, Kyle's voice is so freaking powerful i know he's great know. He, he's great and also you know zach is a really you know zach is a great musician on his own yeah right yeah kyle i still want my junk drawer jingle when you <laughs> when you get a moment i know he keeps yeah. forgetting and about make it. us a uh, hooker salad yeah please <laughs> what about those pictures i was supposed to see what about those pictures i was supposed to see hi pierre robert why good day then nice to see you sir fine thank you I didn't ask you how you were. Excellent. Yeah. And you? Yeah. It's great to hear. Wonderful, too. Yeah. It's, it's like when an alien is trying to convince people that it's a, he's yeah. human. Yeah. Yes. My hat knows no boundaries. It's all the what inc- did you say? Incorrect responses. Yes. Red is nice. Nice. How was your show yesterday? Total. Yeah. And, and such. And such. And mm. uh, my show yesterday was fun. Uh, thank you for mentioning the Robert DeLeo uh, interview. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Uh, he's an amazing musician, and a lot of folks don't know that he wrote a lot of the uh, yeah, I wasn't famous aware. STP songs. Yeah. I, I some thought of the biggest ones. a lot of times you think the guitarist, you think Dean would have right. been. I'm sure, you know, they collaborated on a lot of it, but uh, yeah. Scott and Robert worked nearby each other and would run across the street to each other's stores in in California when they were uh, working 
and uh, would say, I got this. Oh, that's great. Do this something with this. And then Scott would say, I got this. Do something with this. Robert would go, what do you think about this? And Scott would add lyrics. So uh, it was pretty cool. Pierre, I got a, this clip sent to me yesterday, which is pretty funny. It's a clip from 1993, and uh, Oprah is interviewing this mother who is very concerned about her son, because she, but he, he's uh, started following this band called Stone Temple Pilots, <laughs> and they have a song called Sex Type Thing, uh-huh. and dead and bloated, and she's really worried about her her child following this band. I'll have to send it to you, and, and it's just uh, interesting to look back on what people were afraid of 30 years ago. Right. That is great. Oh, I'd like to hear that. By the um, way, your lovely girlfriend has an art opening tonight, does she not? Yep, she um, do. Yeah, she's got an art show that starts at uh, 4 p.m. today. It's at Kohl's in um, Conshohocken. Kohl's Framing is a great store. Huge MMR fans, huge Pierre Robert fans, and Preston and Steve show. Uh, so Andrea has this art show, and she's very nervous about it. And uh, I'm sure she wouldn't want me plugging it, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, and Kathy's going to stop by if she can. No, I'll be there, yeah. She, yes. Sure. So uh, uh, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., Kohl's uh, Framing, which is on Fayette Street in Conshohocken. I just realized a mistake I made earlier this morning. We were talking about Moscovs, mm-hmm. and I meant Kohl's. You meant Kohl's. Yeah. Oh. Kohl's is where the Mark Anthony collection oh. is. Oh, okay. Not Boscov's. Okay. I was I was wrong, and I was thinking, and I think I said Boscov's bucks. It's Cole's cash. Cole's cash. Ah. Yeah. The hell am I talking about? <laughs> but we got ah. to find out where Steve buys his old lady bras because he yeah. said Cole's. Boscov's. Yeah. Completely screwed up then. But, but this but... is a different Cole's. This is C O L L apostrophe. Right. Right. Cole's okay. framing. All right. Excellent. Uh, ready to give away this prize, Pierre? Yes. yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the Letter E as in Emerson. E. All right. And we now have a word, and we'll take caller number. Let's do caller number seven at two one five two six three WMMR. And see if you know the word of the week prize, because we got a or word of the week, because we do have a prize associated with that that we'll give away in a little while. Uh, you have this full day laid out before you. What are you going to do with it, man? Well, uh, we're going to do the concert cash at noon and three, and uh, Brent again at five. Uh, but uh, tomorrow is our 55th birthday. Yeah. Uh, and uh, none of us are on full time tomorrow, but uh, we're launching these five song blocks. Uh, every hour, every other hour, I'm not quite sure, uh, in honor of the 5-5. Five, five. Uh, it seems to be the zeros and the fives in terms of anniversaries that uh, make people think, because you guys are coming up on the 25th yeah. at Keenan's. Uh, and um, so MMR is on the 55th, which is staggering uh, for most radio stations to even conceive five years, let alone 55 years. So... Thanks to our great listeners, we have that going for us, and uh, all weekend long we'll do blocks um, at the top of the hour, but uh, to sort of prime the pump for that, I'm going to dive into the massive vaults of the MM archives. We have everything from 1974 to a few weeks ago on your show. You know, and so um, all of that stuff that was recorded here or recorded at clubs at MMR broadcast. We have Elvis Costello from a from the Hot Club. It's uh, great, uh, which was this long gone place down. I don't even know where it was. I never went to it. We have Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, at the Ripley Music Hall. Um, you know, we've got the Billy Joe, but we've got you know Larkin Poe coming in. We've got some of the more recent bands as well. So lots of stuff uh, in the archives. We'll not get to all of it, but We'll start at noon and see where we go. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to see if we can get a winner here. We're looking for caller number seven. Uh, and that's Kathy. Hi there, Kathy. Hello. Hello. How are you? Happy Friday. Oh, yes. happy Friday and a good morning it to you. <laughs> Kathy, what's our word of the week? 
I'm hoping it's booze. Great day in the morning. It is indeed. Cat day. And you got yourself a concert hookup, a four-pack of three-day weekend tickets and meet and greet with Papa Roach at the Bamboozle Festival. Booze. Uh, May 5th oh, through the 7th at Baderfield in Atlantic City. So Limp Bizkit, Papa Roach, Motionless and White. That's only a few because wow. there's 60 more bands on this bill. Uh, for tickets and information, you can go to bamboozlefestival.com. So way to go, Kathy. Thank you so much. I'm so excited, and I'm sure there'll be some booze there. There'll be booze there. Oh, no booze. We're happy for you, Kathy. (laughs) Hang on the line. We'll get you info. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. I would like to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. It's also brought to you by Trinity Rehab, locations all over and now open in King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on the program, Kathy's Cut. Hey! Monday morning, Kathy will be on uh, location. You're going to be at Gravity? I'm going to be at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler, yes. And then Jackie Bam Bam will be at Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel. Uh, The sign-ups, any sign-ups, any cancellations that may have happened over the last 24 hours will show up on the website, but that ends, like, at noon. We have to shut it down. So if you want to get in last-minute, check to see if there's any openings on PrestonandSteve.com. Okay, we'll also have on the program our buddy Mickey Morandini. Uh, and, oh, my God, Harland Williams. Oh, we love Harlan Williams. <laughs> Tell me he'll be in the studio. Oh, yeah! my God. He is so bizarre. He is so awesome. And on top of all that, Ann Gorski Day. Hey! Sort of. May the 4th is kind of Ann Gorski yeah, yeah. Day. May the Gorski with you. May the Gorski with you, yeah. All right, so <laughs> that's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great, safe weekend. And we'll see you on Monday, gang. Bye-bye. Oh! The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.